22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. You know what amazes me every week? That we seem to do a different warm-up to get ready for the show. What, a couple weeks ago we were singing, this week is your mama jokes. I mean, it was... <laughs> what, we, keep, we keep it, you know, diverse. What, can we never come up with one format? Why? Are, are we ever stuck with one format? Come on, we're not that kind of guys. I mean, if you're a one-position kind of guy, that's your own problem. <laughs> we like it several what, different ways. Maybe that's why I'm not married, I guess. <laughs> hey, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to another exciting episode of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 25. Wow, we made it 25 episodes and not kill each other. I am the host, The Cap, and here are my other two hosts, Mike the Finance Guy, MFG. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Oh, Cool World. Nope. No. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, Roger Rabbit. We were talking about it earlier. Ah, oh, goodness. Oh, and, and, and the always sarcastic and sometimes wrong, <laughs> RT squared, Ralph the Tech. Damn it, Jim. I'm a man, not a doctor. <laughs> oh, wait, I am a doctor. <laughs> Did you, do you even watch Star Trek? I've seen some of the shows, yes. I, wait, some of the shows? What do, you, what do you mean by that? Some of the episodes. Okay, I'm like, have you seen, because it's different if you, it's, it would have been something if you've seen different episodes from different eras like oh i've seen a kirk one and i've seen a a new generation i've seen different episodes of different shows (laughs) i'm I'm a classy guy (laughs) (laughs) that's right i'm very diverse i'm very cultured are the girls that you date people that are into that stuff like is that like a prerequisite like not all of them not all of them them. okay (laughs) sometimes you want to dip into the pool of you know Dumb blonde. It's like, oh. And then you go to the more intellectual side. That's when you want head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's dumb. Hey, come here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got white out on your computer screen because I was making a correction on something I was typing. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't white out, baby. You were grabbing onto my cock. <laughs> <laughs> that was that small little brush from the white out caps. <laughs> it's not for me. It was about Ralph. <laughs> oh, there we go. So, Is that a Dominican thing? <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> One thing I'll just say is I can't believe it's 25 episodes already. Yeah. It's like a quarter of a century, except it's not years. It's episodes. Feels like longer. And then that, you know, analogy doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when, I'm not sure if you knew this, but when kids were dating, when you ever speak to teenagers and they talk about dating, they go, yeah, today is our three month anniversary. Yeah. Um, You know that. The fact they're saying anniversary means yearly. Yeah, yeah. And three like months. Then, no, no, no. It's not three month anniversary. Never mind. <laughs> it's, it's the three month month anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, on, and on that note, let's move right to what we're into to hear about because we haven't heard a lot of quick news. So let's hear. Oh, what I quick, got quick news. Let's hear about it from this week. And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy, and Ralph and Kyle. All right, never that shit. I got a lot of news. <laughs> so we're going to jump right in. Everybody shut up. Listen. Oh, he's got a lot of news. Oh, here we go. All righty. Um, everyone remembers the Olympics that just went by? Of course not. Nobody watched it. There was an Olympics? <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel about Puerto it. Puerto Rico doesn't have a team. I don't care. <laughs> it's because it's winter. Puerto Rico Olympics. doesn't have a lot of things. Jamaica has a bobsled team. Fuck you. <laughs> they had one once. I don't think they kept it going. Well, no, they, 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 they qualified this year. Did they? Yeah. Wow. Jamaica also has weed, so there you go. 
And evidently, a lot of mountains of cocaine that they can practice their bobsledding <laughs> on. They don't have any snow. So uh, what about so what's the, what has the, the Olympics got to do with the quick news, Mike? Well, NBC announced during their Olympics coverage the surprising return of heroes rebuild as heroes reborn. Oh yeah, shut the fuck! I did not hear about that. Did you that? not hear that? Yeah. No, and this is heroes reborn, not the unfortunate Marvel alternate Earth superhero update that crashed and burned from ninety six to ninety seven. <laughs> this is actually bringing back heroes. The series will see the return of creator Tim Kring. Um, I don't think any of the other writers, and especially not a certain writer that screwed everything up. <laughs> Who was that? Straczynski. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, no former cast members have been announced to reprise their roles. So, so far, all we know is it's coming back. And I think it's like 15 episodes, and it'll be in like 2015. Do, wow. Or, yeah. Do you know if they're going to continue where they left off, or it's just going to be there, like There's no anything. A different story. If right? they're smart, they'll just spit up like maybe bring in one person to go remember that person from heroes you kind of like them anyhow this is the new cast yeah, <laughs> you remember how it ended um well, it ended i didn't i didn't watch all of like, heroes carnival thing where they made this new yeah. world well, earth the, the, no well the last the the last title was brave new world and right. it ends with the cheerleader uh hayden pattieri jumping off a ferris wheel and then falling and that's where it ends and that's yeah. it Really? Yeah, biggest, it, was, it, it was the least the biggest episode. cliffhanger ever. Why did she lose her powers? Well, no, because you don't know what happens afterwards. Obviously, you know she survives, right? Because she's the one that regenerates. Right. Oh well, no, that's right. Because it was on, wasn't it on like TV or something like that? Yeah, it was right. televised. So she because jumped she, off. She wanted to let the world know about, about them, them, and that was her big thing towards the end of the episode. Oh wow! Okay. And she was being filmed. Like you knew this was being filmed. Well, I mean, well, I got onto the heroes train late. Oh, because you just ran into shit. No, I'm, no. <laughs> the train ran him over. See, and, I, yeah. and I'm glad Mike stayed away from the, from the typical stereotype, um, stereotype about Latins being late. He just went for another total. Dude, I'm diff- black. We invented CPT. That's what <laughs> calling people time is. <laughs> but, I mean, when I did get into Heroes, I, I, it's funny because so many people talked about it. I couldn't. I, I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to form my own opinion. Eh, but I, I pretty much agree with everybody else. First season was great. Oh, the rest sucked. Yeah, and and I'm still mad that they changed my... That's a good uh, job forming your own opinion, just like everybody else's. <laughs> I'm so mad that they got rid of Nikki as a character. I, I really love Ali Larder's character. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The original one, Nikki, not when she came back as her one of her triplets. Yeah. Oh, God. That just got weird. Anyhow, you're making my quick news longer. <laughs> we always make your quick news longer. Of what course. the fuck do you expect? Go ahead. Yeah, that's true. Um, Read Pop. What? Exactly. Reed Pop is the name of uh, the producer behind the New York Comic Con, amongst other things. Okay, now I know the name. Yeah. All right. They are expanding their offering with a new event called Special Edition NYC. And that's going to run from June 14th through 15th of this year um, at the NYC's uh, Jacob Javits Center. No. Yeah. Fans will be able to get exclusive access to special guests from the mainstream, alternative, indie, international, and web comics. Artists and creators also get to you know meet with their fans and stuff like that. Some of the guests that they have lined up already, Alex Malie from Daredevil, uh, Dustin Wynn from uh, Batman, Little Gotham, Frank Cho, I know your favorite there, Cap, from yes. Savage Wolverine. Damn right. Greg Pack, Action Comics, Kyle Higgins from Nightwing, little out to you there, Ralph. Um, Tim Seeley from Hack Slash, which is one of my favorites. And there's tons and tons of others. That's just one. There's wow. just a few of the tons of people they have left. So they didn't make enough money at Comic-Con. So they're going to make another event in yeah, June? Exactly. I don't like that. What was it called again? It's called Special Edition colon NYC. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to think of me. It's like, well, you already have an artist row at the Comic-Con, so I don't know what's different. I mean, it, it, I just haven't read enough to say, wow, I really want to go there because blah, blah, blah. Right. Or maybe it'll just get more. Maybe that's the whole thing is maybe the, they don't get a chance to get enough artists and writers in 
to the Comic-Con because of space. So maybe this is just going to be, you know, everything like that. Right. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, mean, I hope so. Because but the thing that I'm kind of scared of is all these nerds in New York City meeting for this convention in June. Oh, sweaty nerds are the exactly. Best nerds. Sweaty nerds could be disgusting. Oh my god, oh. you can't you can't even wear half the great costumes that you, that you can really wear because you're freaking sweating it oh, off. Come on now, they're, they're gonna they're gonna smell like you know pent up non sex <laughs> <laughs> or their own sperm in that case. <laughs> Cap is just mad that he won't be able to wear his hideous Joker costume and paint. Yeah, that shit was a hot Joker costume. That's first, just off. his face. I mean, with makeup. Wow. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying that all all that nastiness. In June heat, I don't like it. And then, you know, because usually October lends you to, you know, if it was like 60, 70 degree weather, I'd be like, all right, you know, springtime, mm-hmm. I might be a little bit more for it. But June is okay. like when things are Let, let me help you out. I, I know you and a lot of other your friends out there and even the, uh, Ralph, maybe this will help you out. Starfire costumes and less. Yeah. See, okay. I thought that would help you out a little bit more because that'll Power be bikini Girl. weather. Simple. Power Girl. Oh yeah. Maybe even skimpier Power Girl because that might even be too hot. Yeah, but then, but, but then yeah. the best part is because that's from chunky Power, Power Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's see if um, Precious Storm comes out. Precious. She's Storm. gonna wear the original costume, the two piece bikini. Oh my oh. god. Go go. Keep going, Mike. Keep going. Holy Alrighty. shit. <laughs> Some Marvel news. Fully confirmed. This is actually confirmed before, but more confirmed now. The five Marvel comics slash Netflix series are on the go and will be filmed where? Where? In good old NYC, New York oh, City. Oh, thank God. Adding extra authenticity to the project because these characters that they're going to be doing the uh, Netflix shows on are all New York-based comics. Uh, characters, excuse me. Um, the series includes uh, 13 solo episodes for these street-level heroes, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and then Luke Cage, then followed by a shorter series run for the team movie Defenders. All right. Yeah, the filming is um, supposed to be going to begin this summer in 2014, and it should have a 2015 release. And what does Netflix get out of all this filming generosity? What do you think they get out of it? More subscribers. There's that. They also become the exclusive U.S. subscription service for all Disney live action and and, and, excuse me animated films, starting with their 2016 theatrical releases. That includes all Disney brands, including Walt Disney Animation Studios, Pixar Animation Studios, Marvel Studios, Disney Nature, and Lucasfilm. Oh, so they basically locked down all of those all of those properties. And think again. You hear that? Exclusive. You hear that? You hear that? That's the sound of Hulu's uh, servers crashing down. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, when you just realize that, it's just like, wow, that's that's a lot to get their hands on. So wow, so starting twenty sixteen, Netflix will have the exclusive rights to all those all those exclusive brands. And now, are we talking about movies from twenty sixteen on, or, 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 or the, the library? Or? Didn't say. And I was thinking the same thing while I was reading this. Actually, is I, I don't know if they mean going, you know, again going through their whole library or just their library going forward. I'm kind of curious about that myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah if I find any more news, I'll, I'll bring that up. Something tells me it's probably moving from 2016 forward. Probably, but even still. I mean, come on. <laughs> Shit. That's a lot of stuff, and that's a lot of kid-friendly stuff. So that's, you know, not only do you get the, you know, the Disney stuff that, you know, nerds like us are watching, but then you get the kids' stuff. So parents are going to want to make sure they get into Netflix to make sure the kids are happy to catch all of those Pixar films. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just smart. Yeah, it's for all those long car rides where the kids are like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Wasn't that you are when we, we went yet? to fucking... <laughs> With the jersey, and he was driving. Yeah, right. <laughs> are we there yet? I don't know. Are we there yet? <laughs> hey, you guys were the navigators. <laughs> we were the narrators because we couldn't shut the fuck up, <laughs> or somebody else couldn't shut the fuck up. Mike couldn't let somebody sleep. 
<laughs> yeah, I know old man uh, Cap over there. I need to sleep. This might be a what hour and ten minute journey. <laughs> and Running Gum's older man Mike couldn't shut up. <laughs> hey, hey, I have things hour, to say. I drove there. We got there in forty five minutes. All right. Yeah, sure. Okay. Dominican time warp. That was great. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got there, Mike? It helps when you can't read the speed limit sign. Shit. It. <laughs> well, NBC has more news for me today. They have ordered a pilot for Constantine. That's John Constantine for all you hoes in the hood. Um, it's starring Welsh actor Matt Ryan, who's best known for absolutely nothing most U.S. filmgoers or TV watchers have ever seen or heard of. Um, John Constantine was created by Alan Moore, as we all know, also by uh, John Totalbin and Stephen R. Bissett, um, and first appeared in the 1985 uh, Saga of the Swamp Thing, number 37. That's where he right. came from. Uh, most people know Constantine from the 2005 movie starring Keanu Reeves. Uh, the title cast. Yeah, actually, I had no problem with him. I enjoyed the movie, and I enjoyed him in the movie. Really, you didn't like him in it? I, 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 I thought they could have went somewhere else. He was okay. I just think they could have. Did went you want Wesley else. Snipes as Constantine? Uh, no. <laughs> let's, let's stop for a moment and recognize the fact that Mike actually enjoyed a movie. I enjoyed lots oh, of movies. Wait, hold on. Moment of silence for a movie he enjoyed. Okay, we're good. <laughs> uh, we can bring a barbed wire next. Oh. <laughs> we, we, we don't want a show of laughter. Come on. Um, the title of Constantine's own comic book was titled Hellblazer, for those that may not remember that. Right. And it ran in DC Comics vertical imprint from 1988 to 2013. Guess how many issues it had before it ended? 635. No, not even. Not even close. Uh, like probably maybe like 60, 50? 1988 to 2013. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Brain. <laughs> no, um, it had a total of 300 issues. I, oh, I, I didn't realize it was that I many. Was close. No, I was close. No, no, no. I was close. You were, close as, you were close as me. Get out of here. I was closer than Cap. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, interesting side note. The rights to make the pilot slash series was sold to NBC with something known as with penalty, meaning that if it flops, NBC has to pay the TV series writer and creator Daniel Cerrone, who made Dexter, and David Goyer of the Batman movies yes. and Man of Steel, they have to pay them a decent sum of moolah. Wait, so so basically this is all pending on if the, if the show goes well and the show doesn't go well? They get paid a lot. Wow. Because basically, think about it. I, mean, I, I get why. It's because if you do something that flops, how are they going to sell the rights to somebody else? And right. what are you going to call it? John. <laughs> <laughs> the other Constantine show. <laughs> you know. Not Keanu Reeves, Hellblazer. Right. You know, so I mean, you know, I can see, I can see that. I never thought about it until I was reading that, and I'm like, oh, that does make sense. They're trying to protect their own. They're saying, look, if you screw it up, we can't license it, so you owe us some buku bucks. I, I, you, know? you know, and now that you say that, I kind of like that idea, only because that. A lot of times networks will do a lot of shortcuts and right. a lot of like, oh, let's cut this or let's edit this because it's not going to work. It doesn't work well for television. Right. This way, the people in, in creative can say, no, 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 no. This is what we need to keep because we need a good show. And, you know, right. but that sounds like theory. But I think network execs always get in the way no matter what we try and do. So, you know? yeah. All right. And one last piece of news. And this is my favorite piece of news in a while. I don't know why it's the kid in me. Plus, it's just so much stuff I loved. IDW Publishing announced plans for their first crossover event featuring their licensed Cartoon Network pro um, properties, including the Powerpuff Girls, Samurai Jack, Dexter's Laboratory, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and Ben 10. I'm saying it's a crossover. In other words, they're all in one comic book. That would be crazy. It's oh, no. Oh, I cannot wait. It's titled <laughs> Super Secret Crisis War. I love that title. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is a six-issue miniseries written by Louise Simonson and drawn by Derek Charm, and it kicks off in June. What were you about to say there, Ralph? I can just see Dexter uh, looking over the Omnitrix while Samurai, oh, wait, yeah. Samurai Jack is there. He's like, mm. yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. 
with Samurai Jack there just looking over and then you see the Powerpuff Girls coming in like, oh, what's this? What's this? No, exactly. I mean, I oh, just... Everyone in Dexter's Lab, you see Dee Dee coming around out of nowhere. Dee Dee. <laughs> I, I just come in and it's all... Actually, I saw um, one of the covers and they keep all of the same artwork. In other words, you know how they're all individually artistically done. Yeah. Right. They, they got a guy that has managed to keep mostly like 90% of all of those characteristics, but yet it still blends into one seamless looking panel. Wow. So like Samurai Jack still is angular. The Powerpuff Girls are still wide-eyed and big and Ed, Ed and Eddie are still kind of shaky drawn. You know, I mean, it's just, it's all really well done. Here's a quote from uh, Cartoon Network. The devious demon Aku, I love Aku, <laughs> uh, has called together a league of extraordinary villains composed of malevolent miscreants from different cartoon universes. When their evil robots show up in the worlds of the Powerpuff Girls, Ben 10, Samurai Jack, Dexter's Laboratory, and even Ed, Ed and Eddie, it's up to all these fearless heroes to band together and put an end to the league's nefarious plot of interdimensional conquest. Wait, wait. When are Ed, Ed and Eddie heroes? That's what they're I'm saying. Heroes. Well, they're, they're always like into their own thing, but they're not bad guys. You know? they're, really? just, they're troublemakers. Well, they're, they're troublemakers. They get their thing. Um, there will also be five one-shot tie-in issues by various writers starting in July um, for Foster's Home of the Imaginary Friends, Grim Adventures of Bill and Mandy, Johnny uh. Bravo, Codename Kid Next Door, <laughs> And Cow and Chicken. Each one shot also features a two-page backup story by Louise Simonson that explores the origins of the League of Extraordinary Villains. I can't wait for this. That just <laughs> sounds... It just sounds like so much fun. It, uh, <laughs> it's funny because the part of me is like, really? But then there's a part of me, the little kid in me, that's like, wow, that sounds kind of cool. I can't wait to see Aku dealing with more Jojo Jojo. They're two Asian themed sounding villains, and I can only imagine Aku just be like, You are annoying as hell. <laughs> Mojo Jojo is not annoying. <laughs> what are you talking about? I am Mojo Jojo. <laughs> oh, it'd be more like, Mojo Jojo is not annoying. I have never annoyed. Annoying Mojo Jojo is not. <laughs> if anyone has ever been annoying, it has never been Mojo Jojo. Oh my God. You guys doing the imitations are annoying. <laughs> Mojo Jojo. <laughs> I love him. So that is my quick that's news. That's a quick news. Anyone's got any news there yourselves? No, no, no. Oh, you forgot the, 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 the thing you put on the Meanwhile 22 Pages Later Facebook site. We have a, a Meanwhile 22 Pages later Facebook site? Facebook page. Well, I, well I, I just was surprised that we had one. I didn't realize we had one. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> and I hope all of you are going to it and looking at it. Yes, we saw the release of the headshot for the Flash costume. That's right. And it looks so good. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait. I was waiting yeah, for you to say that in the, in the quick news because I was like, yeah, okay, here we go. And Mike Jizz. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's a visual, so I didn't. No, it looked fantastic. And, and, and shout out to um, Abel who gave us, uh, sent us a little email saying, hey, guys, you know, did you know this was out? If you didn't, here it is. And I was like, no, Mike was already all over it. <laughs> and it looks great. The, the the helmet looks fantastic. Oh, I love the earpiece because it's not too large. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, it's just, but I'm curious to see, like, how they, I can't wait to see the rest of the uniform. Like, I hope they don't pad them like the the TV show. Oh, like, do the, they have any, like, news on when it's going to be released? No. I, or even if they're going to. If they're going to do an, an arrow tie-in first and then go to their own Well, series? my news from a while ago said that they wanted to do a standalone pilot. Oh. So I, they might have just stopped on the arrow. Because, I mean, an arrow, he's still in a coma. Right. Yeah, yeah I mean. But, so, but, I, but I think they might do, like, a, a nod toward that well, show. Well, they probably say, like, he's out of the coma. Right. <laughs> or, the, or they might give him a, a dramatic two, three-minute part. Right. And then, it would be cool if before they do the pilot, they show him an arrow first. Um, I mean, just I, I think all they really need to do is basically have Felicity um, Smoke. I just love saying that name, Felicity Smoke. I love her <laughs> last name. Um, Felicity Smoke, go visit him. He's out of the coma. And she kind of 
you know, well, he has to kind of break up with her, you know, I mean, yeah. or not break up, but you know, like kind of, oh, you know, the distance is kind of hard for this because you know he's got to find his his own his home girl, Iris West. The, the distance <laughs> from uh, five seconds that would take him to go from Central City to Starling City. Yeah, you don't want to tell a girl that you only takes five seconds to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just still laughing at the thing you said when you said about his earpiece being too big. He's like, oh, yeah, it's too big. I'm like, wow, I never knew that'd be a problem. <laughs> being too big in your ear. <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> you've never had that fun hi- ear sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I just said. Hentai. Where's my bell? Where's my bell? <laughs> Is that your geisha laugh there, Ralph? That's the little, the, the, the anime girl laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well done with the quick news. And I'm glad we added the, 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 the little flash, little nod also, because everybody, please, when you get a chance, check out the our page on Facebook. Like it. Tell your friends about it. And also, if you want to catch up on some episodes, because sometimes we say things and people don't know what we're referring to, you might want to go back a couple of episodes, see some of the retarded things we've said. Yeah, if you don't want to tell your friends, tell your enemies. We don't care. That's right. Friends, enemies. And just to stress out there to, you know, what you probably know, you're listening, but also to your friends. I get this question a lot when I tell uh, people I know to listen to the podcast. They're like, oh, how much does it cost? It's free. That's right. Free, 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 free. The best things in life are free. And and Ralph according Dutt- to the song and to me. Oh goodness. And it was funny, I remember that song by Janet Jackson and um mm-hmm. who who oh it was um oh I can't remember what it was. I don't know. But anyway, I remember that song. But what I was gonna say was um Ralph the Tech had done us a, a big favor by not only putting our show weekly on um iTunes, but also did it on SoundCloud so that you could either download it onto your onto your apparatus or you could just listen to it and stream it. Right, you can listen to it on the Facebook page itself while you're busy doing important things like writing us lots of suggestions and questions, and you know anybody oh. wants to know how good looking I really am. I mean, first of all, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> just, just letting you know. <laughs> Awesomely not. First off, second off, um, I, well, what, what kills me is exactly that same thing. People tell me, oh yeah, well, you know, um, how much is it? I'm like, no, it's free. And then the best thing is, I say, hey, you could download it onto your onto your phone. All of a sudden, it's like blasphemous. Like, oh. I don't want to download it onto my phone. I have too many things on my phone. Like what? Like flappy birds? Fuck out of here. Well, come on. Now. You know, if, if it's a guy, he's got tons of pictures of his dick. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing with them all, but he's got tons of pictures of them on his phone. Right. It's like clear that shit out and either download it or we're doing you the favor. You could even stream it. But let's get off. Not our- pictures of his dick. No, no, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, that's what I was waiting for. Yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, let's move away from dick pictures and streaming and and. Well, then I'm out of here. See y'all later. (laughs) (laughs) This is no more fun. (laughs) And let's move on to um our 25th episode. Um, one thing I was thinking was that 25 episodes usually 25 is a pretty big number when you talk about the a run of a show or run of um you know. A series or whatever, or high high cap can count. Yep, it's damn big. <laughs> hey, so, so, so you're gonna be doing the intros from from now on because I can't count. <laughs> I'll just I'll just signal you the numbers. It's 26 this time. <laughs> It'll be like it's it's uh, it's 25 and plus one. It's two fingers on one hand, and then he just flashed. Yeah, no, no, no. It's the 25th episode, and yeah, you guys didn't want to be here when Cap had to count to 21. Wow, it was more like 20 and a half. But I'm just letting you say <laughs> what I was saying was that. Episode 25, I wanted to do something a little bit different um, because a lot of time when you're talking about episode 25, we um, a lot of shows like to look back at some of the things they've done already. I want us to go back in a certain extent 
to a certain extent. I want to go back all the way to the 80s. Ooh, yeah, I, mean, I wasn't even born yet. I wasn't born until <laughs> 2000. What was I? Born no, no, I'm talking about 1980s, not 1880. You were born in 1880. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, and Ralph was born like what, 94, 96? 88. <laughs> 88. But I want us all to go back into our imaginary time machines and go back to the 80s. I mean, I can remember all the stuff about that. Whoa, that was whoa, great. Whoa, whoa. My time machine is not imaginary. It's parked right outside. I was just about to say, how do you think I get here? No, 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 no. <laughs> the man who, who's supposedly getting out of the zombie apocalypse alive with your plan does not have a time machine. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> what do you think the whole point of the, the, the zombie apocalypse plan is to have a time machine? In the event you do something wrong, you go back and you fix it. And then why don't you go back and fix the zombie apocalypse? No, nah, no, nah, that's way too much. Oh, no, that's way too much work. <laughs> and we know how Ralph likes to work. <laughs> yeah. he'll, he'll probably end up going back in his time machine and get bitten. <laughs> and then go back further and get bitten again. <laughs> drat, drat again. <laughs> but I wanted us to go back to the 1980s, and um, there was a lot of interesting shows that came out in the 1980s. I just feel like the 70s were kind of hokey. And um, oh, I enjoyed Wonder Woman, Bionic uh, Woman, and Six Million Dollar Man. Thank you just named you. three shows. What about like the other the other shows? The I I loved ISIS, Shazam. Okay, I won't say Super corny. Friends. They were enjoyable for us nerds, but for, for for a lot more people, it's like no, not really. Incredible Hulk. But I think okay, the eighties. I think the eighties were really innovative in regards to the show that they made. And, and proof is, a lot of the movies now are just rehashes of those old concepts. Yeah, and, and it's funny because when we talk about eighty shows, eighty shows or cartoons that became, um, movies now. I mean, we could talk about the A Team, right? Ninja Turtles four times going on five times they've made right. a movie G.I. Joe they've done a movie twice oddly enough though everything you're mentioning you haven't mentioned a good movie you've just mentioned they've a- made movies a- a- team was good no 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 no. Eh. A-Team was good TMNT eh. the, 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 the computerized version was good eh. the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Jim Henson in the 90s was good eh. it was okay I mean, just, it was good they're not my favorite it was good and Transformers 1 was good and G.I. Joe the second one when you say Transformers 1 you don't mean the movie the live action the first one was good uh, I didn't say it was I'm great. Sorry. I'm sorry. The tiptoeing around the house by a giant robot. Oh, here we go. With yeah. The, yeah. 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 One of the many scenes that I can't stand from that movie. <laughs> but, what, but hey, it was successful enough to make four of them. They're going on their fourth one now. Success has never been proof of worth or quality. Ever. Uh, yes. List all of the Will Ferrell and Adam Sandler movies and we'll go down from there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm saying that if, 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 you're, if you're brave enough to make a sequel... Because all, because yeah, Adam Sandler and Will Ferrell make all these movies, but they, I mean, um, what do you call it? Anchorman was is, is a proof that, that was actually a funny movie, and it was a funny movie. You can't get me to watch Will Ferrell. <laughs> the point is, the '80s is this big cauldron of fantastic ideas. I mean, oh, it was it really? I was. mean, step aside from the from the Mohawks, which Mike probably rocked when he was a kid. I had a huge Mohawk <laughs> and, 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 and flock of seagull hair, right? And, and the and the padded shoulder and the padded pads, shoulder pads and bright colors, bright colors and angulars, geometric uh, geometric shaped everything. Stonewash jeans. Yep. All those things. Multi zipper jackets. I'm glad I was born at the end of the 80s. So <laughs> you missed all the great stuff, man. That. It was a lot of fun, man. I'm walking on sunshine. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> walking on sunshine and probably snorting all the crack. <laughs> Coke, you don't snort crack. Hey, don't <laughs> and, knock it until you try it. And it's funny he <laughs> mentions crack because the crack epi- epidemic happened in the 80s. Ah, like. there you go. <laughs> Maybe he was just talking about sniffing crack <laughs> in, in pants. Wow. <laughs> well, the pants didn't drop low like they do now. Right? No, thank God. They were just parachute pants back then. Yeah, right? The super baggy. <laughs> oh, my nice God. Nice genie pants. That's right. 
we I mean I remember Reeboks Classics and Run DMC and just so many great things. So the eighties had is this big bundle of fantastic and um, then Reagan and a, and moments on <laughs> Reagan. <laughs> So we have all these great things about the 80s, and I kind of was curious about, okay, since the A-Team and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe and Transformers, and I probably can name like a couple bunch of other movies from the 80s that were made already, I want to know from you guys, what is an 80s cartoon or TV show that hasn't been done that deserves its own feature film? Should I go first because we didn't figure it out um, in the beginning? Yeah, it's so sad that we have to almost rock, paper, scissor it every single time. Well, because Ralph's always like, yeah, let's get it first. So I'll go first, and Ralph will go second. And wait, then... wait, wait. You always leave greatness for last, so I'll go last. But, no. Then, then who's going after you? Right? <laughs> <laughs> we have a guest We have a guest coming in? <laughs> yeah, it's me again. Yeah, whatever. We're, we're going to go, we're gonna go me, Ralph, Mike, and then we'll reverse the order for... Um, for for the next segment. All oh, right, there we go. Um, it's funny because I have honorable mentions, but I don't want to go into the honorable mentions. Obviously, we'll leave it for the end. Um, the one show that I've always liked, and it's funny, I talk about it all the time, but for people who listen and don't know the show, I know they're lost on why is it so great. So I'm gonna throw it out there: the show that I think needs to have, or TV show or cartoon that should have its own feature movie, is Robotech. <laughs> what? Creaky, oh, creaky. <laughs> I'm sorry, my, my, my lower colon just jumped up into my throat and tried to strangle me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Robotech is fantastic. Like I said, in a world where you have Transformers. In a world. In a world where you have Transformers as one of the top grossing movies of the year. Cap is still in New York without one. <laughs> <laughs> Shush. Um, for those who don't know Robotech, Robotech is an anime from the early 80s. And um, I know we've talked about it off podcast. I don't think we've talked about it on podcast. We're not allowed to by the FCC. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Robotech is basically one of the, one of the, one of the real um, big animes that came over since like Battle of the Planets. Um, and it's one of those um, set in the future. Set, I think it was like set in the in 1990s. Um, and basically, so set in the past. Well, for them, it was for them, it was set in the, in the future. So basically, um, to to give everybody an idea what this show is about, alien an alien spaceship lands on Earth, um, right off the coast of Okinawa, I believe, oh. and the world, all the world leaders are kind of shocked, saying, "Wow, there's life on other planets. This is this is okay. This is this is brand new. So maybe we should band together as a planet." which I don't think would really happen, but they're like, let's band together as a planet because obviously there's life out there. We need to defend ourselves. Are you sure they just weren't surprised it was life in Okinawa? <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, I love Okinawa and I love the Karate Kid. Shout out to the Karate Kid. for another Wax on, wax off. Another 80s favorite. <laughs> and it's funny because I didn't know about Okinawa until the Karate Kid. Really? Well, I mean, I was, what was it? 84, came, that movie came out? So Come I was on. like, what? He was 84? The cap is an artist, not a geographer. Right? Definitely not. He I'm an artist, know. Jim. <laughs> not a geographer, nor a doctor. Why do you keep asking? <laughs> but yeah, so basically this alien uh, this alien spacecraft lands on Earth. So the world decides to, to create this kind of galactic or this kind of global army, but using the armor from this spaceship. Oh. So they take about a couple of years and they... So wait a minute, I'm sorry. You're telling me that in order to try and make a attempt at a, what, a peaceful meeting with an alien race... You take no, 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 and say a peaceful meeting with an alien race. They just wanted to, they, they just realized there's other life out there. Let's prepare ourselves because we don't know what's going to happen. Ah, uh, typical, yeah, Ameri- typical, typical American, American reaction, you know. But mind Cause, you, because I love it. It's like, okay, so someone just crashed their car. So instead of like 
you know, keeping it somewhere where they can come and get it, you just take it apart and, and use it and, and try and use it against them. What are they, Puerto Ricans? <laughs> wow. <laughs> don't, don't jump the gun because it's funny that you say that. Basically, years later, this, this spaceship, which is like a, a, a huge aircraft carrier, okay. gets rebuilt and um, they learn from the technology and they build um, smaller vehicles so that they can have this army. And um, th- obviously, the, the tech is called Robotech. That's what they call it. Okay. And um, basically... long and hard on that name. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's such an 80s name. It's oh, so no, hard. I'm just, I'm just poking fun. <laughs> I'm always poking fun, but I still love it. So basically... That's the, what she said. Aww. <laughs> so, so where's the bell? He is doing his own thing over there. Stop flirting. It, it would have been Stop really flirting. a rim shot over there. You know? <laughs> he, he's been dying for his rim shot. No, no, there we go. There you go. Oh. <laughs> Oh, now 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 we definitely have a podcast. Yes, yeah, so the the fire alarms are going on. They know we're to- we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> so so long story short, they rebuild this big spacecraft. They call it the SDF one. They put all these ve- these war vehicles on there and these these flying ships that can transform from planes into robots that can help them defend the planet. And um, the aliens that crash that, that this, the alien race called us Entrati, which are the, these warrior like giant aliens, come back. And find this, um, find their ship, and they come back to, to to claim it. The humans see this invasion, and they're kind of bugging out, not realizing that the ship that they rebuilt, the SDF one, has a defense system that's automatic. Fires back at the aliens. <laughs> aliens like, what the fuck? We're gonna knock these guys out, and that starts a war. Wow, you would think that something that was built by another race wouldn't automatically defend itself against that race, right? <laughs> well, something it goes deeper into what's right. going on. I know, but it's just interesting, though. But so, really so, interesting it, so the whole war starts by accident. Yeah. It starts because they stole something. They, no, I'm sorry. They 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 just vultured something. <laughs> vultured is belong, the word, yeah. That didn't belong to them. And then seemed shocked when people wanted it back, you know. No, it's actually, it's actually a clever idea. Did I didn't they realize say that finders involved. keepers? What? Did they tell them finders keepers? Well, when they... <laughs> When they, when they when they shot at them, they didn't say, no, my bad. They were like, yeah, we shot at you. Did we shoot at them? Yeah, we did shoot <laughs> the at them. the aliens just come back and they're like, did you see a ship? No, man. <laughs> I ain't see nothing down here, man. Wrong aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and, and basically the whole series oh, is, is surrounded man. around this, this this ship and the people that are on it. And the, the big stars are Rick Hunter, who's... And it's so 80s-like in, in the theme, but I just love it. Um, Rick Hunter's this amateur pilot who kind of stumbles on to visit his brother who's part of the Robotech Force. Roy Folker and Roy is like the ace pilot. He's the good-looking blonde guy with the swoopy hair, um, which is dating a black girl, which I loved. I was like, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's dating a black girl who also serves in the Robotech Force. And when the alien invasion happens, the ship has to leave because <laughs> oh, okay. the people of that city, because they built a city around the ship. The city's mayor is like, yeah, yeah, you guys are commissioned. You know, we're commissioning the ship. You got to leave because they're shooting at, at our city. So the 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 spaceship is forced to leave nice. okay. and then you start the whole adventure. So it's around, it, it just goes around Rick Hunter and Ray Foker and them traveling in space and fighting wow. this, okay. this invasion. And I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't know what Robotech was about at all. Oh man. I mean, between that and, and I bet you still don't No. I, <laughs> well, I just, I, know that, I, I just know that Americans are, I mean, uh, earth people are just a bunch of, uh, thieves basically. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it does actually sound like, it sounds like an interesting plot twist of how you know the technology came and stuff along that line it, it's it's cool until they start doing they, they start getting really japanese with it and i don't want to throw that out as a stereotype but it, but let's just do it anyway just, well i want to say japanese i'll say very broadway okay because th- th- there's a woman who is stuck on the on the spaceship because because the spaceship had to leave it took some of the city people with it oh okay and one of the civilians is a girl named minmay lynn minmay and she's um a girl who kind of works with her Aunt and uncle in in their restaurant, 
and she gets saved by one of the soldiers, and she, they find out that she's an excellent singer. And some of the story storylines are about her singing and and wowing people. I don't want to throw it away, but anybody who's okay. a Robotech fan, all right, tell me which episodes these are so I can make sure I don't watch. Oh those. no, no, <laughs> they're gonna sneak up on you. And you're gonna be like, really? That's how they solve it? <laughs> Everybody dance now. <laughs> It's 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 just an interesting story. I've always wanted to do a Robotech um, live action movie because the concept. Sure you don't want Robotech the musical? Oh no! <laughs> well, well, they they have enough songs, and they actually have a CD with all Lin Min May songs I'm from not the show. That. I'm not I'm not pulling that in. Oh, oh I added it to to, to the DVD <laughs> I gave you. So that's my that's that's my contribution. I think Robotech. You oh. might disagree, but I would say what when you watch Robotech. Questions though. Sure. Um, one of the things you had asked us when you posed this question is: Should it be should a movie be live action or animated? So what do you say? Oh, I, I say I say with the technology you have now, you can definitely go live action if you can make Pacific Rim. Yes, and you should make a sequel soon. That's right, Rolling Eyes. But if you can if you can do that much um, um, visual visual um, technology and make it look so fantastic and look like you have these giant mechs. You know, fighting each other, you can do Robotech. Yeah. Robotech is not that hard. You can do Alien. You can do all those other things. Robotech is not that hard to do. It's not that hard. They just don't want to do it. Hey, <laughs> I was supposed to go to the Robotech panel, but you guys dragged me away from it. We saved Listen, you. Gigi would have left you. <laughs> <laughs> You're a grown-ass man. Well, we think you are. You could have done it if you wanted to. We wanted to see the, pon- the My Little Ponies panel. So, no, kidding. No, no, no. We didn't want to see it. We didn't want to see it. No bronies here, but it would definitely be live action. I definitely think it would serve well as live action. And I think you could do three movies. You can do, you know, just like, um, I don't say Harry Potter. They have seven. But, you know, you can do a, a three-part. You can do a trilogy. You mean by the third one, maybe it'll be interesting? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Global text the shit. No, okay. No. That sounds good. So that's my contribution. Oh, by the way, how long did it run from when to when? It know? ran from 19, uh, well, it says here 82 to 84. Okay, I think that's when it was created, but I think when it ran was 85 to 87. Oh, about the, how many episodes, do you know? Um, I'm just curious. For, for, the, for the one I'm talking about is the Macross Saga, because there's three sagas. Oh, okay. The Macross Saga was 40, oh, I don't have it here. But I know it ran around 40 odd episodes, because oh, then okay. when they did the second and third saga they weren't as big okay a little known fact about robotech one of the things that they did was they took three separate cartoons from japan and combined them to make them one series so it's kind of one of those things where once again american know-how stealing stuff and calling it your own these three separate movies suck independently i bet if we put them together it'll make a good one (laughs) that's what they did they took three separate cartoon robo series and put it together and said that it belonged together interesting well apparently the sum of the whole is not equal to the sum of its parts I guess it's greater. <laughs> Are you speaking math again? You know how I get bored with that shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, so Ralphie boy, what do you have? Right. You were born in '88, so you don't remember any of this stuff. We were almost going to exclude you. Runs. Yeah, that's, that's what Boomerang was for. Ah, uh. so let me take you back to a time. Are where... you talking about the Eddie Murphy movie? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which no not, one should don't see sing the Eddie Murphy song, please. No. <laughs> so it's picture a time where man was. Looking up into the stars. That could be any day of this week. That's Robotech. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the show that I'm talking about is... Dun, dun, dun. Silverhawks. Oh, wow. Silverhawks. <sighs> I can't oh. wait to hear this one, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, Silverhawks was created in 86. Yep, that's September right. 86. And it ran for one season to... December 86. Wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I love that Ralph just did his research now and it's like, what? It started in September 1st of 86 and ran until September 2nd of 86. How no, surprising. But, no, but it has uh, 65 episodes. That's weird. Yeah, I've, I've seen some of those where they've just lashed them out like that. Yeah. So the, the story centers around a group called the, the Silverhawks. Silver so you have their commander is a bionic policeman called Commander Stargazer. Just a warning right now. There's a lot of um, space and star themed uh, names here. Okay. So, so he's the Is com- someone named Uranus. <laughs> Close. <laughs> oh. So you got he's the commander. So he recruit recruits um, five people to join the team of Silverhawks. So you have the leader, uh, Quicksilver. His his original name is Jonathan Quick. He leads the uh-huh. Silverhawks. Lord. He has it a. Sounds like these names were invented by Stan Lee in the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> well, f- funny story. Um, the the comic book that actually ran with this was created by Marvel's. Um, smaller company, Star Comics. Star Comics. Oh, I remember okay. Star Comics. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So you have um, Quicksilver, and then he has a metal bird called Tallyhawk. Tallyhawk. Like, I remember. Which Tally is like Hawk. If, you, if you remember Birdman and his dog, his bird Avenger. His right. dog Avenger. I said bird. <laughs> I corrected myself. Tallyhawk. Is that not to be confused with his little Tallywhacker? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> or Tallyhole. But um, boom. Oh, we got to do it ourselves. Yeah, now, I know. You know? Oh, I'm talking here. I can't just do it three minutes. Okay, then give me the board. I'll take care of the board. There you go. Have fun. Oh shit, I'm in charge of the board. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So then you have uh, you have twins, um, Emily and Will Hart, and their names, their like cold names are Steel Hart and Steel Will. Yeah, we're Steel Wool. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. Oh, there we are. They left Thank them you. Home. So um, doing the dishes, evidently. Steelheart is the, the technician. <laughs> and uh, Oh, that's not my fault. I didn't press it again. <laughs> okay. Cool, go ahead. See, this is where you got to... Yeah, there's a degree involved with the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> so you have Steelheart is the technician and Steel Will is the strongman. That's right. That's like you know, okay. Steel Will. Then you have this like country singing bluegrass guy. His name is Colonel Bluegrass. And he, he has... <laughs> He has a sonic guitar, which he uses as a weapon, and he's the, the, their pilot. So he That's pilots right. the ship called the Mirage. And it's spelled, not how you think, it's spelled M-I-R-A-J. Ah, because we can trademark that. Yes. <laughs> and Mirage, then, I remember that. Then you have a, an alien that's part of the group who they call Copper Kid. And apparently he's like a genius, right? But he only speaks in whistles and computer tones. Oh, that's right. Copper Kid, yeah. <laughs> so he's like... <laughs> but you know where they get that from? They get that from Battle, Battle of the Planets. The planets. Yeah. <laughs> so, and wow, then, that and R2-D2. Yeah. <laughs> so all the Silverhawks, it's never really made, uh, like, uh, shown whether they're, like, full metal or is it just, like, metal plating? Because they, they have metal all over their body. Right? It looks like, like, a, like an entire metal suit. Except yeah. for their faces. Right. Well, right. Except for the faces and their hands. Yeah. But when they're like going to like this battle mode, they have a, a mask over their face, and then they have retractable wings that they they apparently need in space. <laughs> ah, because floating wasn't good enough. Yeah. <laughs> so they need the wings in order to stabilize themselves because you know there's like air resistance in space apparently. Um, yeah. yeah, and that, they, they that have windy space. You always hear about it. They, and they, they have jets that shoot out of their 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 boots so they can fly in space. Right, there you go. Usually the the show usually um, centers around them fighting an evil villain called. Ready for this? Monstar. Oh, that's right, Monstar. Well, just to what, add, did that proceed on Star? <laughs> I was gonna say because if you listen to the formula, and Mike, I think you know this. Where did the Silverhawks become popular from? 
not popular, popular from, but the idea of their team came from another team from the same creative production company. Sounds like Thundercats. Exactly. Oh, it's, oh it's, just, it's from a after guess. Thundercats <laughs> became popular. Silverhawks came off right oh, afterwards. Wow. Yeah. That's why the, the so formula is we very similar. Birds? Right. Yeah. Right, so, nice. so Monstar, he would power up just like 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 uh, Munra, uh-huh. how he would like you know power of darkness or whatever. No, Come on, get it right. <laughs> uh, Monstar, he there's this. It's called the Limbo uh, Moonstar. Limbo's Moonstar, okay. and he would like call on the power of the Moonstar to give him power, and he would like armor up afterwards. This is like this big like picture. Uh, was it Dark Side okay. with like full armor? Red okay. red armor. Red red colorful armor. Okay. That, that's that's Moonstar, and then he would have his his own intergalactic mob. So he would have a, a this like snake like yes man called Buzzsaw. Uh, then you have this uh, Mumbo Jumbo. He was like a hammerhead kind of guy. Okay. Then you have a Windhammer. Guess what he does? Uh, Controls the weather. I was thinking he was a carpenter. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently you know there's weather in space, but whatever. Well, that's why they need his wings. Then you got a... a, Sean, a Sean would say there's weather in space. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> then you have a shapeshifter called... Uh, I can't even pronounce this. Molecular. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> you can pronounce that. <laughs> and then... Uh, what the hell was that? Did you fall down? No, that was me using the other rim shot. <laughs> Which and now like we African know why drums. it's known as the other rim shot. <laughs> yes, he needs practice with the soundboard. <laughs> and then you have a robotic uh, card shark named Poker Face. Oh, yeah. that's right. And a weapons-heavy hardware. And you have another one that like, uses mat, uh, music called uh, Melodia. 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 I'm, I'm glad you're Got finding it. out how to pronounce this stuff. Well, I'm Hispanic, right? It says Melodia. Oh, goodness. <laughs> hey, I don't uses... understand what's so funny about that. Melodia. Melodia. <laughs> she uses a keytar. Like, okay. Yes. <laughs> the famous keytar of the 80s. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the, their, their adventures would center on pretty much Monstar would be like, okay, uh, Either there's like a heist or they're taking over something or they're attacking somebody. And then, um, what was it? The, God damn, what's his name? The uh, Stargazer, Commander Stargazer would send off, will call the, the Silverhawks and they would be like either doing some recreational things or like, you know, studying or something. You see uh, strong. Uh, Steel Will. Steel Will, like lifting weights in, the, in like the gym. And you, you always see him like with that iconic, like. Three tons or something on a bench, yeah. And he's picking it up like it's nothing. It's so, fine that he can lift the three tons. I just want to know what the bench is made out of, <laughs> right? <laughs> Collapse. And they're all like in a space station, so that's why it's like it's, they're quick deploy. So they're like Earth's um, first and only defense system against any invasions or whatever. Oh, okay. So, 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 Stargazer so, deploys them and sends them out to go. So. After that description, this is a movie you want people to see, or <laughs> yeah, no, because is this like the producers where you're just you need a flop? Listen, oh, wow. if, if you got the right people to do this, you can make this thing seem incredible. Now, which one are we talking about here? Animated or live action? Um, I would say live animation. That just sounds like a cop out more than an answer. <laughs> that, of course, it's a Ralph the Tech. Of course, it's a cop out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Politician. Would you like to answer that question again? Live action with computer generated animation. Well, that's just a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, that's just a movie. <laughs> but what, um, as um, the story progressed, there's like new Silverhawks that were added. That's right. So then you have one called Hot Wing, which is like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a, a gold silver hawk of Afro-Nicaraguan, Afro, 
African American heritage. Oh, I, I didn't mean wow. to boo that. That one I didn't mean to boo. Yeah, see, now we know who's the racist here. <laughs> I am not a racist. He's Don't a, even play yourself. He's a magician and a skilled illusionist. Maybe he's not really black. <laughs> Maybe not. Then you have another one who's green. His name is Flashback. Let it's, me guess. He's Irish. He's a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's white. Oh, okay. But he travels through time. Oh. Yeah. So that's, that's and what's his name again? Flashback. Flashback. So, of yeah. course it was. Creative. <laughs> <laughs> Told you the the eighties um, had, had locked down names so well. Then you got Moonstriker, who's a turquoise silver hawk. He's, you know, turquoise silver hawk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he could propel. He's just gaudy. <laughs> His ability is to be gaudy in the wrong situations. <laughs> he has like these um, propellers that he uses to propel himself through space, and like they produce energy also. So he uses them as weapons. And then you have Condor. He's an old ally of uh, stargazers. This is his power. No, he's just pretty much like the other ones. That just meh. He has a jetpack. So, let me ask you: How did you get to see this? Was it on Boomerang? It was on Boomerang. So they show Silverhawks on Boomerang. Yeah, yeah they used to. get out of here. They yeah. they they know better now. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> and it's funny because I remember as a kid, I was a Thundercats fan, and that's because they're to... on the move. What? That's because they're on the move. Thundercats are loose. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So the reason that they had like all these different, each um Silverhawk was supposed to like counter one of the villains mm-hmm. so you have the time the time traveler right because you had a villain called time stopper that would come in and ah. so he would be like the counteract for him nice yeah oh my goodness all right and my and my final question is did you ever own a toy of the silver hawks i wanted to but by like the by the time i was old enough to understand what was going on and i was watching this that they weren't making any Silverhawk toys anyway. And eBay wasn't up at this point. So. Yeah, I was about to say, because I was like, eBay, oh no, it wasn't up. Yeah, and by that time, I didn't have a computer of my own. And the one that I did have, I already took apart and put back together, and it wasn't working quite right. Yeah, you, 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 <laughs> I heard somebody tell me that story about that. Yeah. <laughs> about you taking shit apart and putting it back together. What can I say? I always wanted to know how things work. Sure, they weren't working the same way when I put it back together, but hey, that's a learning experience. <laughs> All right. So what's funny is that the first two we've talked about 80s movies that should be made are space-themed um, shows with mech. So I'm, I'm interested to see what MFG has in store, yes. Calm down. Mine wasn't, you know, giant robots. Oh, mine still has a fucking... Mine, mine has its own convention. People forget about the Silverhawks because you know what came out? You know what came out the Silverhawks? The Tiger Sharks. And that's when the, the company realized <laughs> they were done doing this kind of themed... Um, um, the, the, these team, the, um, animal themed groups. It was Be-do. Bill. Wait. Yes, you invented the tiger sharks. Could you come into the office? <laughs> uh, yeah, bring your belongings. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was, it was like hitting the well once too often. You know, going to the well once too often. Thundercats was fantastic. Silverhawks was okay. It, it was enjoyable. And then after a while, I mean, think about it that way. Sixty-five episodes right. in in what? Four or five months, though. I think. Th- did you get that from Wikipedia? Yeah. Because I think that might be wrong. That has to be wrong. It may have been. It may have because been, I, I remember Silverhawks being on for a, at least a year, maybe two. That's very possible. Because sixty-five episodes, because they would only do a twenty-episode slot, and right. then leave play reruns for like God knows how long. No, it's very possible. There. Yeah, man. All right, so Silverhawks. Okay, I'll, I'll give you props on that. But I know my cousin Gary would love that shit. Oh goodness, he probably <laughs> jizz himself now. All right, so. Mike, I'm curious to know, and let me give you the soundboard back because I don't know how to act. Uh, <laughs> Mike, 
Um, what is the show from the 80s or TV or cartoon that you feel would be great for a movie? Well, like the cat pointed out, you know, you have uh, two mech-oriented type shows, so obviously I should be coming up with a third one. Oh, hells no. <laughs> <laughs> that is not going to happen. <laughs> it was painful listening to the description of those 80s shows. Oh, my God. <laughs> Alrighty, my 80s shows, this will be a lot faster for all of you because it's something that you've probably seen. I love it, and I... Still don't understand why it's not a movie, let alone brought back even as a cartoon by this point. Um, Thundar the Barbarian. Oh, no. It's one of my favorite cartoons. Oh. I love that show. Oh, uh, man. It, it ran from 80 to 82. There's 21 episodes. That's the guy with the sun sword. Yes. Yes. Or as to say, it's the year 1994. From out of space comes a runaway planet hurtling between the Earth and the moon, unleashing cosmic destruction. Man's civilization is cast in ruin 2,000 years later. Earth is reborn. A strange new world rises from the old. A world of savagery, super science, and sorcery. But one man bursts his bonds to fight for justice. With his companions, Ukla the Mock, and Princess Ario, he pits his strength, his courage, and his fabulous sun sword against the forces of evil. He is Thundar the Barbarian. I hated that show. I, love, I still love that show. Cap, that's it. You're off the podcast. Okay, it's, it's, wait. It's, okay, 21 episodes for that versus how many episodes of He-Man? He-Man wins. Again... <laughs> the amount has nothing to do with the quality. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Well, explain, oh, he, man. Oogly, oogly, oogly. <laughs> explain Thundar for those who don't know about Thundar. I just explained Thundar. That was the entire <laughs> opening credits. <laughs> that, that I know it was. It. <laughs> um, it's in the future. Um, some, uh, an asteroid became between the Earth and the moon. It disrupted the ozone layer and broke the moon in half, actually, because it's always a cracked moon in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and that pretty much just destroyed mankind. And then in time, aliens... Uh, well, there was some like, human race left. It's either devolved or evolved into other things and there's still some regular humans there aliens have come and gone and whatnot and civilization is just it's not the same people are mostly considered slaves or enslaved or at least damn poor um and in bad situations and it's not that there's any hierarchy it's not like uh, people are living great it's just it's a bunch of like nomadic peoples all over the world from either their sorcerers from our past in the ruins of the world yeah what's funny is you know what this sounds like and and i just made the connection now you know what it sounds like adventure time Time. um you mean adventure time sounds like it same same (laughs) shit 30 30 something years later yeah i mean different i mean they, they they treat it differently but the idea of you know the world coming to um the world being destroyed and then being rebuilt and, and sorcery comes back to the world. Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's funny, but I like the Adventure Time better. That's just me. <laughs> I, I'm a huge Sundar Barbarian fan. I love Ukla the Mach. I mean, he's just it's, just, it's it's just all great. I mean, it's just, it's a fun story in general. It's, it's and especially when you're a kid watching it, mean, it's just, it's all you need. It's, it's your hero is rough and gruff and tumble, but yet he's, he learns to be fair and whatnot. Um, you know, Ariel, Princess Ariel, she's beautiful. She's Who doing her she magic. Who she princess of anyway? Um, we, never got a lot, we never got a chance to get much of her backstory, <laughs> unfortunately. And then Ukla the Mock, which is like, you know, like your Chewbacca type character. I was going to say, he's like Chewbacca. Well, yeah, from, you know, it's from, <clears throat> it's from 1980, you know, but, um, <clears throat> it's, you know, but they are from a land of mocks. I mean, that's where they're all from. They're right. the kind of human-ish looking things. But it's, it's just, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, and you weren't bogged down with a lot of, um, like, romance and stuff like that for a kid's show. I mean, which I always find weird in like kid shows not i agree not for I agree. teens but like for kid shows yeah it's just like you know because of you know she would always be like thunder thank you and he'd be like eh, that's good enough <laughs> or, or, or he'd lift her up and he'd have her in his arms like you know kind of holding her like if he picked her up from something and she's like i'm fine so he just drop her <laughs> he's like all right then get on your horse <laughs> God, never a woman 
you know, but I mean, it's just the the episodes were great. I mean, they're they're villains. You know, maybe they're not so particularly memorable as villains, but they were just fun and they were diverse. There was rarely ever repeat villains, and it was just it was a nice world. I mean, they they did think about a world being you know built around all of this. That I kind of like though the 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 whole the whole repeat. Uh, I'm no repeat villains. I like the yeah. fact of having brand it's, new and fresh villains. Well, I, I get tired of the whole like there's one villain forever because it's like well if you just can't defeat your villain you're not really good people like you're not really good heroes at this right. point if you can't defeat one villain yeah. after a while it just gets old what i liked about the show was the fact that you know it's it's in the ruins of um earth mm-hmm. so you see like iconic uh landmarks like there was one where there was like in the in big ben there was one where they were in the statue of liberty yeah. there were one in the in the seattle space needle Right. And maybe that was my problem with it. I'm coming to the realization now. I don't like a lot of post-apocalyptic stuff because as a kid growing up in the Bronx, it looked like that. So <laughs> the, the last thing I need is a reminder that my future's gonna suck. I mean, I'll tell you, I didn't like Escape from New York. I didn't like. Um, oh my god, Escape from New York was fantastic. I didn't like Escape from New York. I didn't like anything that's po- post-apocalyptic. Um, Did you Pla- like Mad Planet Max? of the Apes? Didn't like. So you didn't like Blade Runner? Um, you know what's funny? Blaspheme. Have not seen Blade Runner. Even worse. <laughs> and then you're forcing Robotech on us? Oh, my God. Because Robotech gave you hope. Everything else is like, yeah, everything's destroyed. It's so depressing. I didn't like anything that was so heavy and depressing. Even for a kid's show, I'm like, okay, is there some hope? So, wait, we have a blonde guy and a Thundar princess. Thundar the Barbarian is the hope. He fights with his strength, his courage, and his fabulous. Fabulous. sword. I would prefer... I would prefer Donald Trump the Barbarian because then he could buy me a fucking house <laughs> and rebuild the, the His area. Money does no good here. You know what I've, I've always wondered is like, if you notice the show, it usually centers around uh, or what happens a lot is that Thunder loses his his, his sun sword. Right. Or his, well, he doesn't really lose it a lot. Very it, often, it gets taken away. No. Right. Not his sun sword. Yeah. It's usually about Princess Ariel getting captured. Well, no, no, but like, no, no, I'm saying like throughout, link. <laughs> throughout the show, like his, his sword gets taken away when he gets captured or, oh, or get like out. they knock the sword out of his hand, right. right? You would think after like, I don't know, maybe the 10th time he put that thing like on a I, lanyard or something. He's a barbarian. He doesn't think. <laughs> I know. Believe me, I know exactly and what yet, you thought. And yet he has a magnetic clip where he clicks on the sword. He didn't make it. He found it. Uh, whatever. But I'm just letting you know that's what's in the story. <laughs> so you, you think this barbarian made a solar powered sword? And there's only one sun sword, and this uh, thing like cuts through everything like it's butter. No, they were actually was some other second sword, but it didn't work right. But they found it when they when someone was trying to take his. Oh. Watch the episode. They're good. <laughs> no, but I love it. I, I think I haven't seen all of them. Yeah, um, it's definitely. I, I think it would. It's even today like a nice barbarian themed kind of an action movie. It's. Well, after it's something the, missing. You after know. the remake of Conan. Well, uh, the Conan remake was sucked. And uh, unfortunately, the uh, pseudo-barbarian like um, John Carter, otherwise known as John Carter of Mars. Hey, no, 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 no. Do not say anything bad about that movie John Carter. No, I, I thought it was Take it visually, back. it was beautiful. It was <laughs> a it horrible movie. It was a Take horrible movie. Oh, okay. Well, wait. I didn't realize Listen, you liked John Carter that much. That movie. Name any movie he doesn't like that much. The story was written. <laughs> Six Claws. I win. I win. <laughs> Listen, that story was written in 1812. Yeah, yeah. Though I didn't All say right? John Carter the book. I said the movie John Carter. Still, it sucked. was it was visually stimulating. I said it was beautiful to look at. Is no one listening to me here? <laughs> the movie sucked. When I, you say something worth listening to, I will listen. Okay, I'm gonna, that means my homework is to watch Blade but, Runner and to watch John John Carter. Martin. You'll you'll love Blade Runner more, even as depressing as it is. Um, but the Thunder of the Barbarian. I mean, definitely live action in this time. Um, 
I, I think that would really add to it, and I would definitely love to see what they would do with Uthla. You know, it's funny now that you say that. I, I, I that I'll agree with you. I wasn't a fan of Thundar as a kid because, like I said, the post-apocalyptic stuff. But if any movie could fit into something that we could do now, yeah, and, and, and you don't even have to be a fan of the movie to get people to watch it, I think Thundar would work. Yeah, I definitely. I, I would. I really would love to see it. And you don't see many sorcery movies anymore. I mean, they were huge in the eighties. But you don't really get much uh, sword and sorcery well, stuff at all. Because more is not now is more like futuristic type. Right. Right. No, now it's like it. fucking vampires and fucking Harry Potter oh, yeah, and all that, that shit. Well, you either get the vampires, the Harry Potters, or you get superheroes. I mean, that's pretty much all that's running the theaters now. I right. Mean, if it wasn't for these those three um, genres, there'd be nothing going on in the theaters by this point. All right. So let's let's go around real quick. Do you have any honorable mentions? Yes. Okay, Snyder Ralph, go You ahead. guys are going to make fun of me for this one. We make fun of you already. But we already ahead. made fun of the Silverhawks. <laughs> it's a theme. This might be the good one. Fantastic Max. I only remember it as a title. I know I never Fantastic saw it. Fantastic Max. It was a very funny show. It was about a little baby who he was like, I guess a super genius. And then he would go on these adventures with this alien who looked like a, a toy doll with the string on his back. When he, he would pull the string and then the alien would make shit happen. And then he would have like this toy block robot who would he's like the the conscience you know so like the the alien is the uh what you call it he's the the id right and then the the, ro- the other robot is the ego oh wow for, for those super, who don't know that's so, is so the super my, ego and then Freud's, um, fantastic max is the ego oh wow okay i, I don't remember that he was like the I hero he was like the title. brave one and they would go oh okay i remember i remember the 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 image now Okay. So and then like you would see like it starts off with him in his house on Earth, right? And then like the, the babysitter's putting him away. Once the babysitter goes away, he takes out the toys and then they go to the backyard and they have like this little like jungle gym kind of thing and he they flip a thing and boom it turns into a spaceship and they're flying into space and okay. going on adventures. All right. All right. It was just So now is this another animated? Yeah, it's or animated. You want it, no, no, I mean, would you want it to be animated or live action? No, yeah, it would have to be animated. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um now, how long when did this run? Like do you have the years itself or Yeah, it, it ran from uh, 1988 to 1990. Okay. Okay, so like the tail end of the 80s. All right. Oh, okay. They ran for two seasons, had 26 episodes. Okay. okay, I remember seeing I saw that. I'm like, "Oh, I remember that." Cool. Mike uh, Actually, as god-awful as the show itself was, I would love to see um, this would be live action with today's technology. I want to see Manimal. He's Fuck. part man. Oh He's part animal. God. He is Manimal. Manimal. Yes. Yep. Wow. Nin- 1983 for a whole sit down and you'll need a whole day to watch all eight episodes. <laughs> that they made. Oh my god, I remember Manimal. Yeah, for what people, um, if you didn't ever catch that. In, is that like Beastmaster? No. No, I would love came to see out at the same time too, though, right? Um, probably around that. I mean, yeah. it was all eighties. I mean, it yeah. would have been um, with Mark Singer and uh, Beastmaster. That was I love that movie. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, then he went on to do V, which was a good show. Love, that, oh, I love the original V, not and, the crap they came back with. And I actually ago. was going to say, uh, these, I have I have a list of all these eighty shows, and V's one of them I had down there. But anyhow, Manimal is about a British college, prof- uh, college professor at a New York university who had the unusual ability because this was his own ability to transform into any kind of animal he wanted to. Uh, he used his powers to battle crime alongside a pretty policewoman named Brooke, and he had a pal, a Vietnam War pal named Ty. That was, I mean, that was it. I mean, that was just the whole show. I mean, he would, you know, like as a kid watching it, I mean, I, I remember, like, all you wanted to do was see him change. Yeah, you would get these, right. these odd partial transformations of him turning into a bird or a wolf or a panther or something like that. But um, I just think if you went more serious with the, I mean, I'm not talking about make it dreadful, you know, but just 
didn't make it tongue in cheek, went serious with it. Cool effects, whatnot. I think it would be a fun two hours in a movie. You know, not make it so much a police story, you know, yeah. more so some other kind of adventure. I just think it would be fun. Man, I remember that. Oh, yeah. my goodness. One of my, one of my um, uh, what do you call it, honorable mentions, and I'll say it right now. And I know people are like, oh, but you don't like, but you don't like um, Pacific Rim. I'm saying if you're going to do it, do it right. Call it Voltron. Five <laughs> oh lines. Five lines. Yeah. Is there, that's that's is, Pacific yeah. Rim, all right. Is there a, is there a uh, hypocrite bell anywhere over there? I don't think there is one. <laughs> that's <laughs> an old cowbell. Sounds like somebody getting kicked in the nuts and a cowbell being there. <laughs> no, fuck that shit. Voltron was the originator. I mean, actually, I'll say. The the one thing that was it was close to was Battle of the Planets, but everything right. else you never saw anything like it. And from what I understand, Voltron was created in the in like the seventies, maybe early eighties, because Voltron didn't come to the states until eighty four. Yeah, it was before in, in Japan. Yeah, because that's the way it always happens, like four or five years, something like that before. Something like that. But Voltron, I mean, if you're gonna do big robots fighting monsters, which Voltron are we talking? Yeah, because the Voltron, the Defenders of the Universe, the Five Lions, not the twenty five hundred cars that came together to form the really robot. I don't care about any of them. Oh I, my! No, yeah, thank well, you. Well, <laughs> well, not me. Any of them. I mean, Voltron was just never. Uh, it was past my time by that point because I think because you were forty. <laughs> was, but I mean, I, I was an adult by that point. <laughs> you you were like what eighteen? No, 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 no. I wouldn't have been out of high school yet. But oh, because okay, yeah. you were you were in high school. Okay. Yeah. Because I was in elementary when that when that show came out. So you were in elementary school last year. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember um, G Force? Yes. G- well, G Force Battle of the Planets. That's Battle of the Planets. That's, See, that, that's they, a great show. No, no. G Force sucks. Well, Battle of the Planets. No, no, no. Battle of the Planets was great. Uh, the reason I'm, why I'm making a distinction, Mike's looking at me like, why am I crazy? Battle of the Planets was the original name of the series. And then when Cartoon Network took it over, they edited it, they reformatted it, changed all the names of the characters, and called it G-Force. Wait, which battle? I mean, you mean gotcha Cartoon Man. Network, Cartoon Network? Dude, Cartoon Network, so Cartoon Network. It was called Gotcha Man, but when it came here, when it came here no, in the No, when it came here in the 70s, no. it was called Battle of the Planets. Right. But, but you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm asking you. No, they, no, they, they, they took they, the same Battle of the Planets yeah, and they redid them again? Yep. Because the Battle of the Planets was already slightly edited from gotcha man right so i didn't realize it got edited again check this out what was the name of the guy from battle of the planets the, the head guy remember his name what you mean the person or you the, mean the, 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 the no the original name of the um the the leader of the group mark mark yeah no no in, in um in the, the in the cartoon network ace goodhart <laughs> and, and remember um and who was the one that couldn't speak from battle of the planets oh, was it, i can't think of it wasn't gleep right no 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 that was oh that monkey. was tiny Tiny. No, no, Tiny was, Tiny was a big guy. guy. Um, basically, they had I a character. I can't think of his name. Yeah. In the Cartoon Network version, he could talk. Oh, interesting. And they got rid of all the violence. And they did the same thing with Voltron. They didn't change Voltron's name, though. For purpose. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 well, they got rid of all the, like, as much explosion and blood there wasn't in Battle of the Planets. There was even less in the Cartoon Network version. Wow. And I, and I didn't mean to make it such a big thing, but because people go, oh, I love G-Force. I'm like, G-Force or Battle of the Planets? It's it's the same characters but two totally different series. Wow. Oh, that's sad. Re-edited. That is really sad. And will we consider that an '80s show? Why would we consider it, it went into the '80s? Because it started like Battle of the Planet. I can tell you in one second when it started. It I, started in '78 and it went to '85. Yeah, it went to '85. Yeah. Because I remember watching that show, loving. That's another show that would be great. Look at this. Oh, I would love to see that. Apparently, it was redone a few times because you got so the original was Gotcha Man, right? Then Battle of the Planet, right? right. G Force right. and Eagle Riders. 
Well, that's oh. been, I hopefully never came here, but it wouldn't surprise me. It was, I mean, but I mean, the thing is, if it was actually, if they used the same episodes, it would be weird because it's very dated to look at it. I mean, yeah. you know. Well, they they re they re um they they changed the voiceovers and everything. They, so they re re put tracks to it all differently. Right. They changed the name. It was that's really really was, bad. So the the guy you were talking about was Key Pop Key Up Key Up Key Up was his name. Yeah, and in G Force, his name was Pee Wee. That's right, Pee Wee Tiny. It was then That's how I used to talk. <laughs> so then Tiny owl. was called Hoot Owl. Who, because he was the owl. Yeah. Or Hootie. Then you have a Princess. And right. she, she was called um, Agatha June or Aggie. Did someone just not like her character? Yeah. I was going to name you Agatha. Why? <laughs> princess was already odd enough. Then you got Jason. Jason, he, he was the ass. That's he, right. he was he was the he was the, um, rebel. He was, he was the um the shane of the group <laughs> he was wait you were waiting for him to kill mark at some point really yeah t- definitely and then his name was dirk daring <laughs> and, dirk daring and then mark ace goodhart <laughs> dirk I fucking, daring I, I, <laughs> and it's great. funny that's why i tell that's why the kids tell me i love g4 like, no 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 Watch Battle of the Planet is so much better you know that i actually had money on you um kept bringing up gem because I know you love Gem. I do. I, I think. And, and you know what's funny? I did. I was just, I'm like, he's going to mention Gem at some point. It could have been, Bar- I mean, it could have been Barbie and the Rockers, which came out at the same time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, one more honorable mention before we go on, before we go to a quick break. MacGyver? M- MacGyver? MacGyver. Wow. Okay. Yeah, man. All right. I, I would love to see like a remake. I can see that. All right. MacGyver. A non-violent guy who create things out of nothing. Yep. That'd and, be me. And, they could just cast me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It could be hey, said, you know what? Hey, this, this place is about to explode. We need Ralph MacGyver. Come back an hour later. Place blown up. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I got delayed. <laughs> we could set it in the zombie apocalypse. Oh. <laughs> and the world's over. And moving to Mike. <laughs> I like the MacGyver idea. Mike, what do you think? Um, well, I don't think that that should ever be done. Um, I don't know. I had a bunch of things I wanted to see. But uh, one thing that I want to see because... Even as a cartoon, I didn't want to see it. Mm-hmm. But just curiosity, I would love to see them try and make a lot of action out of Brave Star. And that's oh. Brave Star with two R's at the end, for anyone yeah. who doesn't remember. That, it actually had 43 episodes. It ran from 87 to 88. But it just, it's, it's the basic part of Brave Star would actually be kind of cool. I mean, it's, it's a space western that followed the adventures of uh, the Galactic Marshal Brave Star. And he uses his superpowers to protect the desert planet of New Texas. And he has the powers of hawk, wolf, puma, and bear. So like he has the strength of this, the speed of that, the sense. Of... But it's his sidekicks that get me. He, oh, he had his yeah. sidekick 3030, which was a cybernetic talking horse. Mm-hmm. And it would actually turn into this like, humanoid. humanoid looking thing yeah. that had a huge ass rifle <laughs> and would fist punch everything. You know, and I'm like, and then he had Deputy Fuzz, which was like a yeah. gopher creature type thing. And and then Shaman, which was the mentor, that ghosty kind of figure. But I'm like, I just want to see that horse. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> thirty thirty was thirty thirty was definitely cool. Yeah. Oh my god! And you know they show Brave Star. Not not only TV stuff that I own. Sure they do. <laughs> um, but you have to you have to take it off cable and go to reception. Now, now why um, would I want to do that? Just see Brave Star. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it, on this channel on Cubo, Cubo. I mean, I'm not sure if you ever looked at uh, at um at regular um reception TV. It's a TV station. They show it's like it's like a Channel 13 kind of station, okay. and they show like kid shows and kid friendly shows during the day. And at night, they show like these these shows that you can watch. So they show He Man, She-Ra, um, She-Ra, Brave Star, and She-Ra. Ghostbusters. 
Which one? The original Ghostbusters? The real Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. No, not the real Ghostbusters. That's Ghostbusters? The the, the Ghostbusters with the with the with the guy with the monkey and, and But isn't that the original Ghostbusters? No 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 the, the original Ghostbusters is the real. The the one they call the real Ghostbusters is the ones we know. Dun, 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 you know that one. The no, one what I'm saying is, but I thought one of them came out first, and one of them replaced it because it started with the black guy being replaced by the monkey, and he's made note of that quite often when they've interviewed him. He's well, like, he's like, yeah, it's funny that they replaced the black guy with the big gorilla. <laughs> but it's only, it's only in in, in that Ghostbusters show. I, I, it, from what I understand, it wasn't re- it wasn't related to the other one. They just. Put well, that's why one of them was named Real Ghostbusters. And yeah, the, the real, yeah, yeah, the Real Ghostbusters was the the one that right. we're familiar with those right. characters. Right. But the one I'm talking about, that the one with the monkey and the car that talks, and yeah. that one is on Cuba, Cuba also. Wow. But Brave Stars on every night. It's so Jesus weird. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and just to kind of wrap it up, um, the one also as another honorable mention. I was gonna go Knight Rider, but David Hasselhoff has a career. He's fine. Fuck him. <laughs> he has a career. I mean, he sings. <laughs> he sings for money. <laughs> so does Miley Cyrus, but I don't want to see that either. <laughs> but um, the one, the, the one show I've always wanted to see was Mask. Ah, um, I, that was another one I had down listed. I'm like, Cap will be talking about yeah, Mask. Mask. Oh my God, cars that transformed into fighting vehicles, and the people when you would fight these vehicles, you, the person who was driving it would put on a mask and it controlled that vehicle. You can only it, see it if you could tell me what Mask stands for. Um. Oh shoot! Well, I, we're not making that movie. <laughs> <laughs> come on. That's right. It was an acronym. Yeah. Oh, come fuck, on. You I get one more remember. chance. I'm Military. What is it? Mobile Armored Strike Command with a K. Yes. And who was their the organization they were against? Oh man, I know this. Venom. And what did that stand for? Yeah, you have no chance. No. Vicious Evil Network of Mayhem. Oh, fucking nerds! <laughs> well, I, told reading, I told you. I told you. He's I have, reading it off the screen. Well, I have my notes. Yeah. I, told you, I, have, I, have, I have notes on lots of TV Venom. shows I, in the eighties. I'll say one thing: as a toy property, one of the greatest toy property. It was mixing GI Joe and Matchbox cars together with vehicle. It was fucking great because it would look like a great Camaro. You press the button, had guns, it could fly. I was like. Awesome. And oddly enough, as great as he keeps making it sound, G.I. Joe is still remembered and Mask is not. Because <laughs> <laughs> Mask only lasted one season. <laughs> yeah. Well, how long did it make it, actually? I want to say maybe two. Um, if that. It, it made it from 85 to 86 and had 75 episodes. So it had quite a few. It had a run. Yeah, wow. And another one you're saying 75 episodes, but one year. Wow. Well, I guess 85 to 86. I mean, that's it could be the 85 and 86 years. So I guess. It's All about right. two years, really. I love the mask. All right. All right. So... Um, there you have it. A quick look. Well, I won't say a quick look because the next segment is going to be more 80s stuff. So a look at movies that we think um, could have been made. But still been, could be. Yeah, or still could be, but haven't been made yet. So we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later. After, 80s edition. 80s edition. The 25th episode. After I pull myself back together after getting rejected from Mask. <laughs> All right, here we are in front of Mike's shelf. Mike has a shelf of great comic books and other eh, things. Some of them. <laughs> Quick, grab them and run. Let's go. Come on. Come so on. Wait, wait, hold, so wait, hold on. It, we, we have this segment called Mike Shelf, but if you don't like the books, why don't you just get rid of them? Actually, I, I do like most of them that are up. I, 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 I like there's like them. maybe like one or two out of them that I'm kind of like, eh, they're not bad. <laughs> you, you, you know, truth is that Mike just really likes the shelf. And, you know, in order to draw people's attention to it, 
he puts stuff on it. That's true too. <laughs> I, I, the shelf came with the books. I guess the severed head wasn't good enough. He's like, I put a severed head on the shelf. Well, nobody paid attention. I put books on it. No, they didn't pay attention. They kind of avoided me after that. Actually. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So did you hear Mike has a severed head on the shelf? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But what I was going to say was that um, it's funny because we're going for the whole '80s themed show, and I hope that we get an '80s themed book. Even though I know Mike's book range from like the 40s until like the 90s, because that's as long as Mike's been around this earth, right? I'm sorry, it goes actually into the 2000s, but I like to think of it as going from quality into sheer crap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, have you seen my shelf? <laughs> it goes from quality to toilet paper when you need it. <laughs> His shelf just goes from Daredevil to Electra. Oh, what? <laughs> and Robotech. And by the way, I'm going to put out a disclaimer my apologies for running long on Robotech. I just love that show. I just think it's a fantastic show. And that's how much I love it. I brought it to another segment. And with that, <laughs> let's go to our, our famous clicker. We're gonna we should call it Mike Spinner. Mike Spinner. Oh. Oh, I didn't realize that. Ralph showed me I had, told me I had the the the, the ability to, to do the clicker all along. And it's still a spinner. It's longer than usual. No one's ever said that to you. <laughs> Mike, keep, keep fucking with me. Keep spinning it. That's all right. I'll, I'll bring back my friend Doom to sit there and, and just announce with you guys one day. Fucking. Oh, thank God. Oh, okay, so what's the number we got there, old bean? Almighty oh, book number. Legal drinking age in United States, 21. Wow, a nice low number. Wow. And I think it was that many. It took like 21 minutes to, for that spinner to come up with that number. <laughs> it took 21 drinks for you to forget the spinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Mike, what, what book is book number 21? Book number 21 is that book that everyone has read or everyone has not. Um, it is Batman 3D. And close to keeping... And it's close to keeping our our '80s theme. Unfortunately, it came out in '90. Wow! No, I still like that because I remember '80s '80s sorry, 3D comic books were pretty big in the '80s. Yeah, they were. They were trying everything to get like you know a little bit of new medium and a little bit of interest into uh, were comic headaches books. and migraines and eye strain big in the '80s also. <laughs> is that something? Is that what you have against these 3D books? Every time I look through a pair of 3D glasses, my brain just freaking hurts. You're talking about old-time 3D glasses, the, yeah. red, the red and the blue, not the today no, modern e- sunglasses Even one. the today ones. Even the sunglasses, oh, really? Yeah. Even the sunglasses one? Yes. Really? Oh. oh, wow. Okay. I just get aggravated because usually the movie it's attached to is really horrible. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I, 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 saw, I saw that Alice movie, the, the Alice in Wonderland movie that was, oh, in, okay. that was in 3D with Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, it was a waste of time. <laughs> so, you, you should have just gone right for the opium the way uh, Lewis Carroll did. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Go for addiction. Then you'd have to find a new host. <laughs> so, Mike, what is this Batman 3D book about? All right. This is one of the DK, DC Comics Presents line of books, um, which means it's one of their all new graphic novels that they had done back then. This novel was done by John Byrne. That is right, Mister John Byrne. To all of you people. now, is this good John Byrne work? John Byrne work because we've talked before about how John Byrne has been went from great X Men scribe and pretty good Daredevil scribe to the next men, and he's turned the, pretty bad since this then. This was on his way to the next men, um, and also, I mean, maybe it's because it's three D, so like you don't get the really rich and full scenery, but his the faces and whatnot, um, the faces, the bodies. Everything else is classic John Byrne, and so everyone looks great. You just don't get a lot of scenery. But again, I think that's because of the 3D medium. So they probably didn't want to try and apply the effect 
you know, to too many lines. Okay. Um, the 3D, it's not that great. It's really, it's not even, it doesn't jump out as much as you'd expect. I mean, I've seen other 3D comics from the 80s, like we were just saying, there was a bunch of them, and they would like jump off the page literally. This one just kind of moves off the page slightly. Um, <laughs> but the story itself is fine. I mean, it's just uh, the the main story is, is a brand new story. It's called Ego Tripped, and uh, it's Batman is matching wits with the Joker, Two-Face, Riddler, and Penguin. Um, as it says right on the back of the book, using their own brand of death traps and madness, the Joker, the Penguin, Two-Face, and the Riddler battle Batman and each other in this first ever three-dimensional graphic novel, especially created by comics favorite John Byrne with 3D effects by Ray Zone. I wonder what Ray Zone's doing now. Probably reading this book saying, I should never have made this book. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's a follow-up story that's actually a reprint of a... Um, of an old timey, probably I, I I'm trying to even guess. And they made it into 3D for this book. Yeah, it's from 53, um, 1953, and it's called uh, Robot Robbers, and it's actually the art there is done by Kurt Swan. And anyone that knows that name should remember Kurt Swan is who used to do Superman from all the way back to the 40s through the 50s. Oh wow, he okay. was like that was how Superman looked, and that's 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 his kind of drawing. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and I mean, it's again, it's, and it's a 1953 story. It's nothing great. It's nothing anything yeah. now, now let me ask you this what made you want to buy that because obviously it, it looks like a very short book and it looks like um um you probably i mean you probably barely remember the story yeah barely but, uh, but what all, made but... you want to pick up the book was it because it was 3d or because yeah. it was batman or because it was something you wanted to always want to own or no 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 i mean i picked because i bought it when it came out so um so i would have bought it in 1990 i bought it because it was 3d and it like i said it, it really was um it was the first ever you know three-dimensional graphic novel created for um, DC that way, you know. So it was it was very novel, and you know what the hell it was ten bucks. It was nine ninety five at the time. Wait, nine, in nineties money, that's a lot. Well, it's maybe ten fifty. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, you know, like I mean, ten dollars meant a little bit more back then than it does now. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, definitely, it would have been a little bit different, not too much differently, but you know, like I said, maybe it would have felt like you spent twelve bucks. You know? Okay, yeah. I mean, really, wouldn't have translated that differently, but. Um, I don't know. Like I said, it, it was an interesting idea. You know, I don't think they ever did another one. And if you see this one, not so much the story, but just see this one, you'll understand why they didn't make another one afterwards. It just didn't work out right. I, I think they had made a, an Iron Man 3D in the Marvel world. I really? Believe. I believe they did. Well, I remember in Marvel, they had a couple of 3D comic books. The one I remember getting, but it was later on. I think Marvel was no longer the distributor of G.I. Joe. It was a G.I. Joe 3D comic book. Okay. And it, actually, no, oh, I wow. do have a Marvel one, but it came out in 2001. It was Generation. It was, um, oh, what's the name of them? Generation X? Oh, yeah. I mean, Generation X, yeah. They, so The, the G.I. Joe one, was it so realistic that when the bullets were firing, you took cover? Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, I that's, can't that's even lie. pretty damn realistic. The, 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 the 3D was really good. It's one of those where, I mean, I'm, for those who have ever looked at a 3D book, you kind of tilted to see how far you can see around it. Right. It was done really well. I remember that. And did you realize you couldn't see any difference? Ah, yeah. It took me a while to figure that out. It's one of those. It's like when you know that card. What if that, something's behind it? Yeah, ever seen that that card that says "Want to entertain an idiot? Turn the um turn, turn the card around," and then it says the same thing on the, on the back. That was kind of like what I did. It was like, is, is that, are, are you the kind of kid that when you were watching TV as as a young boy, you would get close to the TV thinking that if you look like to the side or to the corner, you could see more? <laughs> I should have been that kid, but I wasn't. <laughs> with, but with three with three D books, I was like that. I was like, oh, maybe there's more behind it. <laughs> Turn the book over. Oh my god, it's a cover. <laughs> Anything you want to add about Batman three D? Um, nah, not at all. I would just say that unless you know somebody that has it for free, 
don't go out of your way to find it. All right, so there you have it. Batman 3D, gimmicky and a lot of very interesting pop-up visuals. Pick it up, but don't read it. Hi, everyone. This is Mike, the finance guy. You spend time listening to me, Ralph, and the cat. Now we want to listen to you. Like us on Facebook at Meanwhile 22 Pages Later and send us your comments and enjoy our content. Also, join us on Twitter at Meanwhile 22 and catch our website at Meanwhile22PagesLater.com. But don't forget to download our podcast for free on iTunes and give us your review. Now, back to the show. Dude, like, what's going on? Like, welcome back to Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, man. Like, totally awesome 80s edition. Yeah. It sounded like the Cheech and Chong division. <laughs> that's the surfer cap. Dude, ah. like, oh my God. Like, oh, you know, you know. No, actually, my cousin sounds like that. <laughs> I have a cousin by the name of Trevor. And if Trevor ever listens to the show, Trevor, you know, this is true. About 6'1", nice, strong, black guy. And when he opens his mouth, he sounds like the turtle from Finding Nemo. <laughs> well, very, Mr. very turtle, articulate. Mr. Turtle was my father. You can call me dude. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he calls me. Like I'll, I'll call him. He'll be like, hey, yo, what's going on? Big Cap. He doesn't call me Cap. But he'll say, yo, Big Cap, what's going on, man? <laughs> but every time I hear him, I think about like the 80s and Ninja Turtles and all that stuff. So... It's a good place for me. So now that we're sticking with this '80s theme, Kawabunga, Kawabunga. Let's let's go on to something totally, totally what? Awesome and yeah. '80s. There we go. So let's go to something totally awesome and '80s. It's totally tubular. Oh my goodness! Gag me with a spoon. What was that? Your British uh, '80s? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> what I was gonna say was that I mean we we had kind of talked in the last segment about how not the last segment in the 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 first segment we talked about how the eighties had all this different I won't say fantastic but they had all these different kind of ideas for shows and for and for movies and all that stuff and comic books was no different. Mm-hmm. Comic books definitely changed from the seventies to the eighties. Um, for the better. For the better. Uh, definitely for the better. And then they changed from the 80s to the 90s well, well, for 90, the far worse. <laughs> 90s is, a, is another show altogether. Oh, that's a show. <laughs> and, and you know what's funny? Because Ralph was born in 88. So you, not that you don't have any input, but you don't remember some of the things about comic books in the 80s. And, nope. you're, and you're, you weren't really reading a lot of them then. Were you? Oh, you didn't read but back. You were young. Well, no. I was a very you know prodigy kind of a kid. I was reading by the three months that I was out of my mom's, uh, you know, Womb, but no, they didn't give me any comics by that point. Huh? <laughs> Evidently, they gave you lots of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, they were good. <laughs> well, what, what what I'm saying is that in in this particular segment, Ralph might not be able to chime in as much in regards to his selection. But the theme what section can I get so that you can't chime in either? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> what what I'm what I wanted to say was that <clears throat> that um, I wanted to discuss. What are some of the best things that came out of the 80s regarding comic books? And I'm taking off the Everything. table. Everything. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's not get it. Let's not get it twisted. 80s was fun. 80s was great. 80s was different. Looking at the age, this is the what? The Silver Age? No. It's still modern. 80s age? Um, that's just modern. A- 80s age. would count as modern age, unfortunately. Okay. Because, you know, it just was. It wouldn't be the Bronze Age, wouldn't it? 
I mean, I guess if you could call it that. You could call it the Pearl Invasion. That would be about all you could call it. So my question to the panel, and I know Ralph's not going to be able to contribute, but Ralph's going to chime in with some sarcasm and saying, oh, I know something better than that. That's right. (laughs) I can't leave my fans hanging. (laughs) All three of them. (laughs) Um, More than your one. That one had kids? (laughs) That one's my girlfriend. What the fuck? (laughs) Shout out to G. I love you. <laughs> See, I told you I can imitate her voice. Um, that's for her saying I can't fucking imitate people. So my <laughs> what the fuck, motherfucker? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, what's the best thing, comic book wise, that came out of the '80s? And the things that I'm taking off the table, even though we could have took more off, is going to be the Killing Joe comic book and the Dark Knight Return series. Okay. So, what's the best thing, comic book wise, that came out of the '80s, Mike? Well, to correct you on talking about the 80s, it really was the best time for comics for me. And I mean, and then for most people, it it the 80s was it was more than just comics being written. There were more independents and they truly were independent comic book companies or whatever you want to call them, uh, small companies in the 80s. I mean, the tick itself came out in the 80s. I mean, that was NEC. I, I mean, uh, true. It, it, couldn't have, true. it couldn't have been any more produced out of someone's basement if it tried to be. And they were just tons of comic book companies that came and went uh texas comics uh valiant i mean just names i can't even dark think horse of them still around dark Star horse, Com- right Star- and they were small at the time comico you know. comico's gone they they were gone came back gone and officially gone yeah right. that kind of thing um, yeah, i mean i agree with but, that you know, definitely- and it's beyond just the fact that there were so many independents but people started taking comic book writing seriously that was what that's what comic books got um got to be where they are today i mean without the 80s comic books they would probably almost not exist but you know i would say is hand in hand 80s and 90s is 80s great writing and 90 90s was the hollywood the, the people in hollywood recognizing the good writing and not saying it's no longer camp right but they were recognizing the writing from the 80s but unfortunately but, we saw the onslaught <laughs> of the apocalypse Ages <laughs> that they put through the nineties oh and the crap goodness. that followed. Age the- of Pockets wasn't that bad. There's a lot worse yeah. things like executioner's song, but let's not let's not go into nineties. Let's stay in the eighties. So Mike, being that you made your point, you're saying there's a lot more things and probably the eighties was one of the best times for comic books. What was something one, one, for in your opinion, one of the best things that came out of the eighties? One comic of the best wise. things that came out of the eighties for me and for most people that read it. Um it was popular to a point, but it was never huge. But you should go out and find a collection of it or buy the single comics, which are still probably a buck a piece by this point because it's not a, a, a comic that's ever going to be worth a ton of money, but it's a great read. Read The Elementals. The Elementals were okay. written, created, and actually the original one was drawn by Bill Willingham. Now, anyone that might think they know that name, Bill Willingham, he's also the creator of Fables, which is huge now. Oh, okay, Fables, yeah, yeah. 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 He is an incredible writer, and it, you saw it all in, in the Elementals. The, uh, like I said, it was um, created by Bill Willingham. Do you read Fables? No. Unfortunately, I haven't gotten around to reading Fables. I'm behind on certain things I want to get into. Um, but the Elementals, they first appeared in a book called The Justice Machine, which I think also was written by him or maybe partly written by him. Um, and that was at uh, Texas Comics, actually. And that was in 1983. It got its own series under Comico Comics in, um, for Volume 1 from 84 to 88, and that ran for 29 issues. Volume 2, 89 to 93, ran for 26 issues. And then Volume 3, which was not written by Bill Willingham and sucks ass, ran for from 95 to 96 for a whole three issues because that's how bad it was. Um, the premise of it is there are four people 
that are resurrected from the dead with powers to control the elements that killed them. Um, so that, for instance, um, you have Morningstar. Uh, her name is Jeanette Crane. She was a Los Angeles homicide detective who had burned to death while confronting a serial arsonist. She received various fire-related abilities, including pyrokinesis and immunity to fire. She's the most. She's the leader, and she's driven, but she's kind of unforgiven and hard-bitten. Okay. Then you had like Vortex. His name was uh, Jeff Murphy. He was a Coast Guard and a Vietnam vet uh, who was asphyxiated in a helicopter crash. He received various air-related abilities, including flight and wind blasts. And for him, it's a lot about his emotional... Uh, he's emotionally wounded, basically. Okay. Uh, Fathom, um, her name was Becky Golden. She was a flighty debutante who fell off a boat and drowned. She received various water-related abilities, as well as bright green skin and webbed fingers. She was also able to convert her body entirely into sentient water and shoot high-pressure streams from her body. Um, she started out as a spoiled rich girl that you know now looks like a freak, but in time, you kind of realize that she... She's really just the most naive and the most compassionate of the four of them. And then the fourth one was Monolith, uh, Tommy, Tommy Zucra. And he was a brilliant but introverted teenage boy who was crushed to death by a landslide. He received the ability to become an enormous, super strong stone slash earth golem. Uh, and then later he ended up, unfortunately, under the bad guy's influence, um, took some of the darkness of that bad guy's power into him and left the team. And he was replaced for a little bit by a, a deceased uh, insurance salesman who really didn't want the power or understood how to use it or whatever. And then eventually Tommy broke hold of the evil and came back. Um, but what made this thing so great is that uh, by the time this came out, there was nothing like the elementals. And I don't mean as in the idea of someone having the power of the four elements. It's the fact that, for instance, this is a superhero group. No one trusted them, not the government, not the people, and not even other metahumans. Okay. There okay. Was, no one trusted them. Um, it, it was classic comic book storytelling, but it was infused with a darker, much, much more mature themes. Um, a lot of the natures of uh, death, second chances, isolation, accountability, and the consequences, uh, suicide by one of the own characters. You know, and we're not talking about like just a fleeting thought. She really wanted to kill herself um, due to something that happened. Betrayal, revenge. I mean, these were all taken not lightly as in like learning lessons. These were all dealt with on a very personal to our heroes or the people around them kind of a level and that was not done at that point this was a very realistic view of superheroes that didn't exist at that point like like they didn't just go like we got powers now let's be superheroes you know they they were kind of forced into it um by the powers that brought them back kind of said well we brought you back to stop this guy from destroying the natural order of things so you kind of have to do it right. um you know so it was that you, you had people that didn't want to be heroes people that could give a damn about saving anyone's life. I mean, you know, uh, it, it just was, it wasn't your typical hero and they didn't do typical hero type things and they killed people a lot. Oh, wow. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the whole thing about how it worked was that um, that uh, this this old, he was a centuries old sorcerer. His name was Lord Saker and he built a machine called the Shadow Spear to harness the supernatural powers of the world. Um, he upset the natural order of the universe and so in response to four elements, used their unimaginably powerful spirits and resurrected, you know, these ordinary humans that had been killed. So that's the whole thing. First of all, you realize that in order to get these superpowers, you had to die. Oh, wow. And anyone that had superpowers for the most part, I mean, unless they were augmented in some kind of way by science or something like that, anyone in their group for the most part that you ever ran into that superpowers died. Because, um, of course, when, wow. they, when they defeated Lord Saker, it released his machine, it broke the machine that released this energy across the world so now it was just it was just running rampant so like 
instead of him being able to, let's say, for instance, uh, I'm trying to think of something like if he had boiled you in acid, so maybe you'd come back spewing some kind of an acid power, like he, he would control that using the machine. But now the, the, the sentience, it was a pseudo sentience power of the supernatural force that was released by the machine without him controlling it, it would just randomly pick people that had died horrible deaths. And oh God! And, and bring them back as some kind of representative, sort of of that death. Wow, yeah, that's was, a little was, twisted. Yeah, it was very, very, very twisted. Um, it, you know, it, it, like I said, it was from the mid '80s, and the comic book it really pushed the envelope on many, many things. Um, it, it definitely had, like I said, a, a much more darker, violent tone, and uh, you just, you just didn't see anything like that. It, it was just a wonderful story that it just it, it, it hit you hard I mean you know there were times when you would just sit there and go well why don't you just do so and so to get out of the situation like they're, they're fighting a shapeshifter and this this woman she's just so evil she was just you know she was she made Mystique look like you know she sold Girl Scout cookies on the side was, <laughs> she was just a very evil shapeshifter and just at one point and she hated Morningstar for some odd reason Morningstar like I said had the fire abilities so they're fighting and then at one point Morningstar is just like I've had enough of you she just like starts boiling her skin like you know then that um shapeshifter runs off da, 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 swearing vengeance or basically swearing vengeance while she's dying because she's falling off this cliff you don't hear from her time goes on you know other stories have evolved you know the characters are in relationships that's the other thing too um people tend to not want to be around them living people normal people right. because they sense like this dead aura off of them like they're animated they're not zombies or anything they but they're not natural so right, people kind of get freaked out about. Well, that. I, I would imagine if you died and you came back as some kind of um, power that's related to your death, that don't sound natural. Right, well, I don't not, think God created that. Right, well, it's just not. It's you know, but it's just that you know that was another cool thing is that like people didn't even want to be around them. That was another thing. Like here they are, they're heroes, but no one wants to be around them, even just as a friend, because you can't stand. You don't know what it is. It's an aura about them. That's it's kind of like Spider like, Woman's um, pheromones, um, right? Like that. But it's just like you don't know what it is, but they're off-putting. But Morningstar had started dating this guy. They had this great relationship. So everyone's kind of like, yeah, he's the only guy that's not freaked out about us. What's up with that? You know. So you know, and they had been like in a intimate. I mean, hardcore relationship. I mean, he proposed to her the whole nine yards. I mean, you know. And uh, the, the best scene was when he's just like, you know what? Jeanette, I have one thing I have to tell you. And she's like, you know, what is there at a picnic? He's made this wonderful picnic for her and stuff like that. And she's just like, um, and, um, he just goes, I just need to tell you one thing. She's like, what? And he changes back into Shapeshifter, the woman that she almost killed. Oh, wow. Shapeshifter has been fucking her for months as her fiance. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, the ultimate thing. So she's. That's a mind fuck. A total mind fuck. And she, her mind just snapped. Morningstar's mind just snapped. So Shapeshifter, instead of attacking her, she goes, uh, you know what? You probably feel really bad. Gives her a gun. And she's like, you should probably just kill yourself. And wow. she does. She puts a gun in her Holy mouth. Holy shit. She pulls the trigger and only by a force of magic should she shape what she saved. Like, in other words, she would have just pulled the trigger and killed herself. It was a great episode. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that's, it, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's like, that's it, it's a great just, twist. It, it's, a it's an intense series to read. Um, and it's all, that's another thing about them, too. They do heal. I mean, from blowing her brains off, she probably wouldn't have healed back from, but they do have a, a healing, their powers are healed them, but over time. It's not like Wolverine, and it's not inconsistent. Okay, right. So if they're badly damaged, they'll heal faster than you and I will, but they're going to be out of commission for a while. You know, wow. so they And they, they use that as consequence and stuff like that. Like I said, it's just like, it's definitely an issue worth pulling up, and it's one of my favorite groups and stories to come out of the 80s. The 80s was fucked up. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's what gave us, the thing is, when, you, when I say all this now, it's commonplace now, but yeah. in the 80s, you read that in the 80s. I, I remember reading their stories in the 80s, and there were just times at night I'm just like, just thinking, but not scared. 
but just, just kind of like it gets like, your mind going. Yeah, yeah, you're just like, wow, that is fucked. I mean, it, it just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just some of the worst things you could want to read in a comic, and then you wanted to read more. You know, not because it was morbid or anything like that, but just because it was so well written, it didn't turn you off. But you were just like, I did not get, I did, I didn't read a Wonder Woman or Spider Man book. You I was just, about to say, you knew be, you read something else. I was about know? to say because the two big houses were not putting out stories like that. They, you know, it, it makes you interested. Like, wow, this is not something I read before. Holy shit, let me see what else they have. Yeah. It's a good thing the captain didn't read it because then he'd probably be, you know, wetting his bed every <laughs> no, day. No, 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 scared, <laughs> mommy. Nah. Yo, why? I'm, it's horror. That's all. I mean, it's horror scares me. When, any any twists and stuff like that is. Well, you wouldn't have been happy seeing Captain Cadaver then. Like that, he was this this vampire thing that was running around. They moved to Philadelphia, um, which also I love that they were in like like some place you don't expect them to be. They like moved to Philadelphia, you right? Know? Um, literally, they moved there like because Philadelphia. They didn't know that, but Philadelphia was having a vampire problem, so they they lured them in to live there to be the city's heroes, and they were like, "Yay, you're here as the city's heroes. Here, deal with this." Wow. <laughs> you know? Oh, and Thor shows up. Which I love because, of course, Thor is a mythological character and cannot right. be licensed to only one company. So they had their own version of Thor shows up. Gotcha. It's just a lot of fun stuff also happens. Very but, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's a lot. It's definitely. Now, now, how was the art? The art was... Was it very 80s? You know? It was very 80s. Well, I mean, if you've seen his... Bill Willing, Willingham's art before, I mean, it's the same art. I mean, I just can't... It's... I'm trying to think of... I don't know how to describe it. You, you could probably put better words to um i mean it, it was uh, i'm looking at bill willingham right yeah but i mean was it something that w- was it the story that kind of i mean obviously the story kept you there but you know was well, the, the art, art didn't put me away or anything like that i mean it, you know it wasn't like i had to pick and choose i mean the art it was definitely no jim lee you know i mean obviously it was nothing that smooth or that slick um I, I would just say I mean, it's it's standard art. For it's not I mean, it's super a, dynamic. I'm seeing, but you no. know, it it, it right. makes the cut. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, reminds me of Zek, the guy who did um, Secret Wars. The guy who did Secret Wars, who drew Secret Wars, the first series. His okay. his style wasn't that dynamic, yeah. Yeah. but it was just I you know, know, I was just trying very to think sta- on it. standard right. comic book in the '80s look. Right, yeah, you know, clean lines. Exactly. You know, it wasn't like McFarlane who had the 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 the, the, the super expressive. Um, Either eyebrows or, or, right. or the or the or the, the expressions or like your boy Umberto Ramos, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know it wasn't super expressive in that way. With Jim Lee, where it was a very influenced by Japan, made just right. standard. Like yeah. you could even put it in a comic book stri- in a comic strip in a newspaper, and it would stand right. fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. All right, cool. I have to check that out. The Elementals, and that was by these are Texas Comics. No, no. I mean, it, it first appeared there, but they were Comico. Okay, okay, I see one. I see text comics and I see comics. Yeah, I think otherwise, I think you can only get them as individual issues. And again, like I said, they're literally a dollar or less anywhere you want to pick them up. Um, the first 29 issues, I do believe they collected in a volume called The Elementals, uh, The Natural Order, I think is what it's called or something like that. All right. It's kind of hard. To, it's not currently in print, so you have to probably like eBay it or go to a shop that just hasn't ever sold out of it or something like Thomas that. Thomas College probably has it. Probably something like that. I'm going to look that up and check it out. All right, cool. So, so, that, so that's, you always pick very obscure. Oh, I just love the elemental thing. Yeah, no, but, but, but good nonetheless, I'm going to have to check it out. All right, I'll say one that. Um, they sucked. No, you're gonna. <laughs> no, I, I for once you're you're probably gonna agree with me. I mean, we, we took Killing Joke off the table and um, the Dark Knight Returns because those were really big comic books, and we were gonna take off. What was the other thing we were gonna take off? Um, was it Year One? Hush. No, Watchmen. A oh, Watchmen. That's right. Hush Watchmen. in the '80s. Sorry. <laughs> How about Hush now? <laughs> no, no, 
<laughs> um, um, we were going to take off The Watchmen because right. The Watchmen, anybody could see The Watchmen and say that was a, a, a revolutionary series out of the 80s. Where's the coming from? What? Isn't it just called Watchmen? Sorry, Watchmen. Whatever. Well, who watches The Watchmen? <laughs> uh, obviously not you guys to know that it's called Watchmen. Well, all I'll say is that, I mean, I didn't like the fact that they came out with prequels for Watchmen. <laughs> Neither did anyone, including Alan Moore, but Alan Moore doesn't like anything. <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I've come to the... I've not come, even his fans, right? But well, not, I'm sorry, real fast. Uh, remember when I mentioned about um, Constantine yeah. coming, you know, and the, and the creators, you know, the TV creators getting paid and stuff like that? When I was reading up on all that, it's... I didn't know that he... Alan Moore signed away his rights to receive money from DC for his characters years ago. That's how much he hates his own past works. Wow. Like, I, mean, I shouldn't say he hates it, but he's, what's the word I want for it? He's over it. Yeah, I mean, that's, but I mean, can you imagine though? I mean, like, I'm like, okay, so they're going to make multi million dollar stuff out of your stuff, and you're saying, I don't want any money from it? But, but I don't want to, I don't want to get into <laughs> yeah. this too much, but from what I understand, there, there's been a great debate about people signing away their work. And not really meaning to, kind of being forced into that hand. There's that definitely, you know, because I've heard, I've heard of that, especially with the whole stuff with Schuster and Siegel oh, with Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they've talked saying. about you know people being tricked into signing or, or being forced into signing away the rights to their characters and, and the comics solely owning them, which is why McFarlane didn't release Spawn into Marvel. There was a rumor that, um, not a rumor, but there was a story that um, Todd McFarlane was going to have Spawn in the Marvel universe, but then when he realized. I, not that he realized, but when he, you know, re, you know, when he figured out that if he included it in the Marvel universe, they would keep it. Right. He said, "Oh no, no, no!" And then when Image came out, that's when he created. Right. Which is, you know, which is smart of him. And then, of course, when he had a character created by Neil Gaiman, yeah, he tried to keep it. Isn't it really funny how that spins around there, Mister right. Carlin? <laughs> uh, and, and and yeah, well, um, let me just let me just um, say mine real quick. Um, mine that I'm gonna say is. Um, so that's doing um, Todd McFarlane. I'm gonna say the best thing that came out of the '80s was Spider-Man in his black costume. Really? Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Uh, Spider-Man in his black costume that started back in 1984, I believe, and I know it, it originated from Secret Wars issue number eight, right? Where Spider-Man was fighting, and there was a machine that helped repair the um, the uniforms. He goes to get his uniform repaired, and all of a sudden, this black ball comes out. He's like, "What's this black ball?" He touches it. He said subconsciously he might have been thinking about. The new Spider Woman's outfit, and bam, you have this black Spider Man outfit with a white spider. And it's not only that, is that, you know, I thought, because a lot of times graphic novels were standalones. Something would happen in a graphic, in a graphic novel, you didn't see it happen in a regular universe. Right. So basically, <clears throat> excuse me. So basically, this was Marvel's chance to get darker because you really didn't have any dark characters in Marvel like that. You had anti heroes, mm-hmm. but you didn't have dark, dark people. And, and DC said, well, fuck it, we're going to make Batman dark. We're going to go dark with Batman. We're going to do the killing joke. We're going to do, you know, Dark Knight Returns and and give this whole post-apocalyptic view of Gotham. Let's make it dark. Marvel didn't really have anything with that before um, Spider-Man. So here here he comes. Spider-Man comes with this black costume. And he finds out later on that the black costume, Gasp, is an alien. Right. And the alien is trying to take him over. But what I liked about it, and people know the story about about the alien trying to take over Spider-Man and Spider-Man trying to separate himself from the symbiote. Venom. Yes. Well, before even Venom, just the stories of him being in the dark costume, you know, was just really cool because it was just different. It looked different. You know, they really haven't changed a lot of the Marvel uniforms in a very long time. And for Spider-Man to go take that leap, I thought it was really, really cool. Oh, yeah. No, it was a great. And yeah. it, was a, it was a great change. And, and, and it was, I mean, there's a couple of things I liked about it. Number one, it was a storyline that lasted for a long time. It started in, his first appearance was 
um, Amazing Spider-Man 252. And he right. wore the black costume on and off until issue 300 when Venom showed up. Right. And mind you, he got rid of the black costume. But what happened? Um, black Cat. See how pussy affects you? <laughs> black Cat tells him it's sexier to be in the black costume than the red and blue. This is a woman that would only sleep with him with his mask on. By the way, that was the original I will only do it with you with the mask on love affair. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So she so she convinced Peter to keep the costume on and he kept it on. But it, it lasted so long. It lasted for about a couple of years. I think 84 to 88, I believe it is. Um, and they even created its own line, the Web of Spider-Man. They created that comic book line. Right. But also, like you said, they created two formidable villains from that from the, the symbiote, which is Venom. And later on, Carnage, which I don't understand why people like Carnage so much. I don't know who likes Carnage. I know a lot of do people love Carnage. Are you crazy? Yeah, they really need to go for psychological testing. If you like Carnage, it's a violent streak that you need to have addressed. No, I, I think I think because once again, Marvel didn't have they had villains, but they didn't have like like sociopathic people that were kill kill you know victims for no reason. Like I said, if you like Carnage, I'm not saying like the story. If you like <laughs> Carnage, you might want to have those uh, violent tendencies looked at. <laughs> well, I just felt like it, it was it was a um, Carnage was a little flat where Venom had yeah depth. Well, Carnage yeah Carnage was a one new character that's all it was but yeah Venom was a, done a lot better yeah um I, I think that you know Venom's whack now Venom's horrible now but now no he was he was like fifteen years no he, he was he was good when he first came out because he was so it was different you, you know you do understand fifteen years ago is barely out of two thousand. Like that's why I'm like no he was it's been over 15 years he's been dead. well 2000 he, he disappeared for a little while because he disappeared a couple of times he disappeared yeah. came back disappeared had cancer then came back again so you know it depends on which frame I think the first time and maybe the second time he came back was okay well it went downhill when they made him a hero because the kids liked him and then he had uh, to become right and that was in the well that wasn't that was like ninety that, like, exactly my whole point I uh, said he's been bad since <laughs> well at least he's not the anti venom which is oh. bad all along. Oh. But I just think the best thing that came out of the 80s was the black Spider-Man costume. So much so that Marvel, when they started doing TV shows and they started putting the Marvel productions on their, um, you know, as their logo, it was black Spider-Man crawling on right. the M. It was really, really cool. It shows how much Marvel loved black Spider-Man. Yeah. Too bad it's not African-American Spider-Man. <laughs> That's what Miles Morales is for now. <laughs> yeah, Miles Morales, who's, who's staying around, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, this is the quietest Ralph has been. Ralph, you okay there, Ralph? You got a pulse? You guys turn on the TV and it distracts me. You always, oh, I swear to God, you turn on the TV, you're like, oh my God, it's whatever show that's on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Uh, a, a look at what's fantastic, what are some fantastic ideas coming out of the 80s? Geeks on the go. Don't be touched by Dragon Ball, motherfucker. <laughs> Listen, if your boy gives it to me, then that's how it happens. Whoa, I don't like the way that sounded. If your boy gives it to me, okay. Oh, come on, during the break, what did you say? We haven't gotten very sexual today. <laughs> I'm like, are you trying to throw a hint? We have to make up for all that we've lost. <laughs> I feel like last episode when we did Black History Month and we were, we were like so serious, and in the end we were just like, oh, fucking let it all hang out. <laughs> well, you know. That's what Green Lantern said. Do, do you want to say it, Ralph, or should I say it? I'll say it. I'll say it. Go ahead. Well, this is your host, not the cap, the tech. Yes, that's right, the tech. Today on Geeks on the Go, because I was born in 88, I get to say the question. Yeah. Oh, boy. So what? what, what, is, the, what is the big question about there, uh, Ralphie boy? Hey, Ralphie boy. Hey. <laughs> it's funny. You, you do at Norton, I'm thinking, hey, boo-boo. <laughs> that's pretty much the same. That was the same thing. Yeah. Hey, boo-boo-boo. <laughs> well, the major question is, from the 80s until now, comic books have changed a lot. Apparently. That's right, yeah. 
So this Geeks on the Go will put present-day heroes against their 80 counterparts. The question, which uh, era of stories are better? All right, so are we ready? Wait, wait, wait. So you mean to tell me you're going to put... We, you're gonna give out a name, and we gotta pick out what's better, the '80s version or the now version. That is correct, sir. Apparently, that's a, that's a dumb idea. Who fucking wrote that shit? I wonder who. <laughs> yeah. Only one idiot would write these questions. <laughs> wow, well, Thorne talked about me like that. And now he has to answer them for a change. Oh, here that's we right. go. So you ready? <laughs> yep. All right. Start the timer. But the timer's really going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stop. Stop the timer. Okay. Do I have to train you on Geeks on the Go? Do I have to Geeks on the Go training I, wheels? I just liked it. It was like, tick, tick. Okay, now I've started the timer. So I guess that means that in a moment I will begin to ask the questions. We only have a minute he, to answer he these. He obviously does Gigi Geeks on the Go. Remember when she did it? I she was, was like, going to ask all right, the question. Stop that timer. And she was like, <laughs> you guys, you know, you just, my God, patience. Where's the Zen? Ready, brothers? set, go is good enough. Then pressing the timer, asking, and, and don't, throwing. Don't right. tell him you're four Ready, set, go. All right. Spider-Man. Um, for who? For Cap. Okay. Spider-Man is better back then in the 80s, definitely. All right. Mike? Um, if we're talking about current Spider-Man, that superior Spider-Man, he is much better than a lot of the writing in the 80s. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Batman. Michael. Batman, definitely better in the 80s. Um, you know, he had some weird villains, but much better in the 80s, I think. Okay. Capitan? I disagree. I think Batman was is better now, though some of his stories have got kind of lame. The fact that they've killed a couple of Robins and they got rid of some lame villains makes this version better than last. White Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Clock King. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Captain My Captain? Oh, I believe it's the 80s. 80s. It, just the comic book itself was fantastic. Eastman and Laird did great work in black and white, mind you. All right. Michelle? 80s without question. The Mutant Turtles, they were at their best and probably never will ever be that good again. Okay. Superman. Black Doom. Oh, that's the end. Oh, Superman. Jeez, that's... Superman sucks no matter what. <laughs> um, that's really a tough call. Um, I'll say... Because if you say 80s and that's Burns' run of Superman, that was with his telekinesis and... I, I, seriously, it's a coin flip. He, he sucks. <laughs> he just really sucks no matter what. <laughs> okay. All right. Bald Needle? I, 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 I agree with Mike, but I'll say out of both of them, I would rather read the 80s because at least some of the stuff he did in the 80s was more plausible than some of the stuff now. Now, some of the stuff now is just so boring. And, and between, him killing, between him killing people, Super, Snap. Superman killing people, <laughs> Superman doing all this other stuff, and then you have you know all the stuff where they try to depower Superman, I think just that was interesting because it hadn't been done before. So I'd say the oh, 80s. I give you oh. that. All right. And for the final one, The Avengers. Capitan. Capitan says Avengers now, with the exception of Inf- of Inf- and that was it Infinity, of yeah, that last Infinity one? War. The, uh, the no, with the Infinity War. No, no, no the, yeah, the Infinity War. The one yeah. that just the, the one that, that just passed. The yeah. one that's occupied their entire title since they brought it back. Before <laughs> that, I, before that run, I was gonna say I'm gonna say um, the now version of the Avengers. The Avengers were too boring in the '80s. Nobody really cared about them. I know I didn't. Okay, Michael. Hmm, 80s Avengers, I mean, they, they were much more humdrum. I mean, their adventures weren't quite as stellar by any means as they are now. Um, I'm still just trying to think, though. I'll say begrudgingly they're better now. Because, um, I mean, on a whole, if you read the whole run in the 80s, you'd just get a lot of sleeping. But, I mean, the, the acts of vengeance that went on during that time was fantastic. So there were a lot of good stories. It's just that it wasn't, like, one after the next. So, like I said, begrudgingly, I'll say they're better now. West Coast Avengers? Ugh. 
God. They're not the Avengers. They're the West Coast Avengers. (laughs) Still an Avenger. (laughs) All right. Well, there you have it. That was our Geeks on the Go for this episode. All right. Now, I'm going to just say this. Haven't I joke about yellow snow? Because we already heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Having that Geeks on on the Go was like leaving your child with somebody else and the kid comes back with bad habits. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, excuse me if I didn't live up to your standards. That's all right. If you left it with me, the kid would have come back with no legs. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So, Ralph, do you want to close out the show or shall I? Oh, you can close it. You're the greatest closer of all. Oh, oh yes, no. he's made many women close their legs permanently. <laughs> but I'm bumped. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> so there you have it. <laughs> so for MFG trending everywhere, Mike the Finance Guy and RT Square, Ralph the Tech, aka Ralph trying to take my job. This is the cap <laughs> saying, "Keep it geeky." And I swear, next week we will be hornier than ever. <laughs> <laughs>